Hello everyone and welcome to the Guild Wars 2 podcast where I'm not going to swear at the beginning of the show because I'm a professional and uh, there's no way that that will happen. And this is why I don't turn on the audio from the Discord right now. This is the exact reason that I don't do that. Um, mostly because I am very good at intros and uh, I'm very glad to be here, um, especially with Boots, who is back as well. And I'll turn on their audio very shortly because that would have just been annoying. Uh <laughs> I love personally, <laughs> Jebro. I thought that was the most beautiful song I've heard all day. So that was, that that was a very good intro that I definitely heard over the singing. Yeah. Well, now now you are all here, uh, and I'm going to show everyone your faces. Uh, if Great. I can okay. Work out um, what's can you uh, retake? Can you do another take of that song, Boots? Just. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Lightbringers 2023, first episode, New Year, not New Year, because it's the same you, or it might be a New Year, you might have had a haircut. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, it can be a New Year, is it? I don't know, it's just, I'm, I'm the same person. I mean, it depends on when you listen to the podcast, but as oh, yeah, of those true. of us who now are Opposite sitting here, it is it is actually a New Year. Jebro, oh, you, you, you know you, it's you, a New Year, you, right? New, like, you new, know. You, you, also New Year. He's saying New Year, New <laughs> You, and he's just making okay. sure that we're Sorry. all the same people. But you know what they say, they say... In the span of about 10 years, <laughs> every cell in your body is replaced. So it no, is every is. day slightly oh, Not every cell. Some of the neurological cells you have forever. There you okay. go. Oh. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you so go. there's always a little bit of you that's you. No matter my yeah. my yeah. hair is definitely replenished <laughs> very often. Yeah, Jebra's hair exist. cells, they stay. They They're stay forever. Like, no, nah, we, don't, we don't like it. Oh no, they, <laughs> they leave. They, they left before I even... They were just like, I'm not even going to turn up. I'm just going <laughs> to stay away. Um, yes, 2023. Hello, everyone. I hope you're good listening, listening to the show. We did our last show as a review of 2022. We did some Q&A, but uh, Bombs Boots will be very sad about that and has been sad about that over the Christmas time. And uh, yeah, I was just sending boots questions to make them feel better that they can answer. Generally, um, welcome back. Boots, boots has <laughs> boots has a new you, the new rebrand that Jebro's foisted off on you. Bombs. Bombs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. I mean, you could do a lot of clever, fun things with your videos, where it's like, "Hey, it's me, and I'm the bombs," and then like oh, you God. know, <laughs> it's someone in our community called Bombs, and I was just like, "It's B O B O." I don't know. I was just like. It, it, just uh, we missed we did miss you though i promise i did i feel like a, a bad rebranding would be bombs because if i ever make it big and like start you know doing live shows at theaters or something and everybody's chanting my name that would yeah. clear the room pretty fast <laughs> yeah you really bombed yeah boots i do want you to know something though while you were gone on the episodes that i was here on the podcast i heckled jebro during the intros at times yeah 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 that was yeah. actually often often for yeah. you just for you, Good job. For you. <laughs> thank you it's true. my apprentice i love it apprentice. <laughs> i've learned from the master so it is about uh fairness and um we do like to support each other here by gentle banter uh or kind of sometimes half oh god i don't like you um <laughs> 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 that was a joke. It was a joke. Uh, Lightbringers <laughs> Podcast. Hello, everyone. It is good to see you all in this new year that we are here. 
and we have people in the chat as well we have everyone enjoying themselves we don't have crew unfortunately one of our this is our base crew so we've got kind of boots rookery herald or fornix um and also Kroof, who is not here due to power issues Just interpret that how you would like to um and we're gonna be talking about guild wars 2 in 2023 surprisingly uh but also we're just gonna be talking about predictions we're not it's not gonna be guild wars 2 in 2023 it's gonna be predictions for 2023 uh i i googled interestingly enough youtube every single every start of the new year i'm always like all my favorite mmos in 2023 or 2022 and you're like how many videos are going to be? There's not actually that many videos for Guild Wars 2 in 2023 because I think it's like a meme thing now and people are just like, ugh. But there are some people who just make those videos and you're like, okay, I guess so. I mean, like, I mean, maybe just edit the last one and just put 2023 on instead. I mean, I could, you could do that. The way to do it, um, man. It is one way to hey, do it. Hey, did you know Guild Wars 2 won a, a, a few awards at the end of the year? We talked about it, yeah. We oh, about well, it. well, I'm sorry. I wasn't here. <laughs> well, you didn't watch it. How dare you? You didn't watch the app. You didn't watch the podcast. You expect oh me to God. watch this podcast? <gasps> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. Oh, we've, been over this. we've been over this. Okay, Boots. All right. Well, Jebro, don't let Boots record any advertisements for the podcast because if the <laughs> advertisement is over... just, you expect yeah, yeah. me to listen to this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, I kind of like that as a general <laughs> thing, I guess. Oh, mm. my God. Yeah. Well, Boots, I'm but so yeah. glad you're back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so glad. Um, yeah, we are going to talk about Guild Wars 2 predictions as well. Because guess what? Fornax's video is kind of a little bit of a uh, influence for this stream title. So what did you talk about in your latest video, Grant Herald? And obviously, I'm sorry, Fornax. And uh, please go and watch Fornax's latest episode. I don't know what your latest release, the latest YouTube video, uh, latest. I'm sounding so cool right now. Um, <laughs> it's always my main priority. Um, what was it entitled? What, can you just tell us a little bit about that video? So it gives us a little bit of context. Um, so the video is, uh, yes, I, I remember it briefly. Um, the video is about predictions based off a piece of art that was released with um, a blog post on the 14th, which kind of was a summation of what happened during the year. And the last paragraph was... Um, um, a little TLDR of what's coming and saying that they're going to talk about quarter one very soon in the new year. And there was a little picture. Um, Wooden Potatoes picked up on it and talked about some theories. And I shared his theory with my community, um, or our community. Um, and I also put a couple of theories of my own forward as to where the the image indicated that we would be going i.e maps and who the three figures is like three enigmatic figures shown in the image and so i put some forward some law based ideas as to who they could be bang on pretty much yeah it was good yeah because yeah, boot, um Thank boots you. We, <laughs> potatoes had done a little bit uh of, and whatnot but I, I always i check out i think i if i there's law stuff that's new or ideas i go and see you first no bias whatsoever um because <laughs> you're on the podcast um but yeah the video is very good if you haven't watched the video go and watch it now we are going to talk a little bit about that today but obviously you will have the uh 
um, you just have the Crown Herald doing this for you on their channel and doing what they do very well. So please go and check that out in their awesome widescreen legendariness, which is what I'm going to call that because the uh, visuals are always very cool to look at as well. You, you had like some um, Lovecraftian kind of video in there as well. And you were talking about tentacle creatures. You were talking about all the things. I was like, okay, cool. I forgot that you kind of go into all these other realms and you, you compare it to other kind of lore and canon and other games or movies and think you know what can we have next and related to other stuff that's in google wars 2 and kind of really get people excited i was like yeah i want to have like a massive tentacle creature in guild wars 2 coming out of the sea and like destroying everything that'd be sick and then i was like yeah okay well this is good it's getting me pumped and excited this is what these videos are about right and these podcasts that we do so um, how much Gebro loves tentacles yeah. Yeah, yeah we've talked about it yes. a lot and in depth it's, odd, and... it's, it's very strange how much we talk about it because of yeah. Gebro. yeah i agree <laughs> i agree <laughs> oh, i can't say great. anything because i promised to be a good girl this this episode so well, it's you not good carry on. youtube has we may be swearing a little bit less um because youtube kind of is demonetizing a lot of people for swearing a lot and i'm not sure how much this me this means i'm in a family friendly youtuber you are this is a family adjacent podcast mm. i don't think i swear in the things yeah i don't think i swear i did okay a long time ago on a minecraft video uh we swore and then one of one of the viewers who was i think eight uh oh. typed that my parents told me i can't watch this anymore because <laughs> oh my god and we said we're sorry we try not to <laughs> my gosh that's yeah. so funny yeah yeah i that hope there are no eight-year-olds listening to this podcast because no. they're doomed, oh, no, they've been doomed no. from the first Please, episode no. you can't like, like live wise you can't you have to click the maturity thing anyway because i'm like yeah that this person is, can yeah. drink now by the way that oh okay wow that's scary yeah. <laughs> that's... wait what you've been doing those videos for like it was a long time ago years? yeah I mean, I guess, yeah, Google Suit has been out for like, yeah, yeah. Jesus, forget sometimes, right, it's been a while, it's been a while. Okay, <laughs> and on that note, let's talk about a little bit of Guild Wars 2 news that's come out over the last uh, couple of days, because we're only back, I mean, I would say that a lot of people in dev probably aren't even back from holidays yet, they take that first kind of week off maybe, uh, just depends really. Um, but they did have a little bit of information out because they are coming out with the new do 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 the event next week it's the event next week i thought i'd put this in there oh the lunar new year i did put it in there good yes in 2023 next week so they're going to be talking about all the events that are coming back and whatnot lunar new year it's not normally that different you open a bunch of envelopes and do do events and stuff it's cool i guess i don't know it's not one of my favorites <laughs> honestly winter's day i kind of i like the winter's event it's not bad um it's a good jumping puzzle with the winter's day one yeah 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 i really like that i like the pvp stuff in there the most mm -hmm. honestly um yeah i love the mm -hmm. decorations and things and the rewards from yeah. new year's festival like i think those are oh, really yeah, fun true. and really like they're quirky but also beautiful and um, yeah, I was curious to see if this year with Cantha playing such a large role, if they were going to do something even more for it, because sometimes mm. it does feel like it's kind of the follow up to the 
winter's day event you know it's like oh yes we do have a lot of players that celebrate new year's and might even celebrate it more than they do like other holidays that fall during the winter season but as with many games it seems like the poor lunar new year's event oftentimes has to kind of like follow up on the coattails of whatever the really big explosion is for the you know winter's day holiday fest kind of thing yeah sorry do you think that they'll actually um decorate New Kying City. So. It, it just makes sense to. I, I hope they do. Yeah, I hope they do too. We talked about that, didn't we? we were like very briefly when we did the event stream. We we're like, oh yeah, we hope they do do that. I mean, they should. Should they? They should. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, they probably but... should do that. Well, like they have uh, three days ago, they have the the post about it here yes. and they're saying that uh Tyrians are celebrating the beginning of the year of the rabbit with fireworks games delicious canthan food and prizes it's going to be direct uh, decorated with canthan decorations so it's now it's you know it's mm. at least telling you that these are all from cantha um, okay. um but it does sound like it's still just divinity's reach unless they they're not writing about it being also in uh, new kainang okay have a look yeah Gonna bring up the post so people can see. It would be very is. strange if Divinity's Reach is decorated with Canthan decorations for Lunar New Year, but there's nothing in Cantha. Yeah, but Cantha yeah. has nothing. <laughs> like they just don't celebrate it for whatever reason. I mean, it it makes sense as to why, right? Like why the events happen in main mainland Tyria and oftentimes between the major cities there because of the fact that like new players that's really where they get to access it so you're not like gating it behind expansions or other stuff but mm. it does raise an interesting question as far as the comprehensive kind of feel culture and lore of the world goes because i mean we yeah i think we touched on this not too long ago the the concept or idea or at least i've talked about it recently we're like hey we have all these amazing interesting diverse lands it makes sense that they would all have their own different celebrations or holidays or festivals or incredible things that would influence that so it's tough because from a playing standpoint you want players to be able to do the holidays and just be able to get into them and have fun but from like a world continuity and immersion standpoint it's super weird if every single nation's holidays are only celebrated in divinity yeah. speech or lion's <laughs> arch or... it's like so but if it if it doesn't show up with new decorations and stuff in cantha does that mean lunar new year is basically the uh saint patrick's day of <laughs> of tyria because I mean, St. Patrick's Day, I think, is more of a North American thing than it is a Irish thing, as far as I understand it. Oh my god, no. <laughs> no? No. St. Patrick's Day is huge in Ireland. Everyone goes, okay. to, uh, goes to Ireland for St. Patrick's Day as well. It's huge really? in England. Oh yeah, it's huge in the UK as well. It's okay. huge in Europe, okay. to be fair. It's huge right, in even okay. Australia. And it's, it's just huge around the world. It's just a good excuse to get no, completely I know, it's huge all wasted. around the world. I always, I've, I've heard... <laughs> several people say no, i mean not from it. irish people so i mean there's probably where i went wrong yeah. but i've heard several people say that there's larger celebrations outside of ireland than there are in ireland yeah i guess ireland is like also yeah. not that big as well i was technically i was in dublin one year at St. Patty's Day, but not for St. Patty's Day. Like, <laughs> we were there because I was uh, living in London at the time, oh, and cool. we had a break from our yeah. conservatory program, so we were like, hey, we'll go travel to Dublin and see some stuff and do some things. 
Um, so, like, it definitely was chaotic from what I remember, but I got the impression, and I don't know if this is correct, but I got the impression that it was mostly people from other countries that yeah. flew to Ireland to then have this huge blowout. Uh, uh. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm sure... they're probably just doing it most of the time anyway, because just, like, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, that's yeah, what it's like in Canada for maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I feel like America is more bombastic with its um with its Probably. celebrations. Oh f- um, yes. Oh yeah. yeah. We dye the river green here for St. Patrick's Day in Chicago. Mm. Oh yeah, you would. Like Chicago yeah, is really Irish. Like <laughs> they, yeah. they do a lot of it. My yeah, they dye green. Chicago and Boston, and I think maybe also New York. Oh, okay, maybe St. Patrick's Day. Maybe I didn't uh, know how big they were. Maybe I. Yeah, actually, probably, I was going to say, Ireland probably can't be asked to do that stuff. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, you know, I don't, I don't think I don't England would either. I don't necessarily, like, massively celebrate it or anything or go, like, out of our way to celebrate it during the year. But, yeah, it is interesting. And, I mean, a lot of Cantha has had commentary that I think has been really cool to see in a game as well, where they acknowledge almost the effect of diaspora even with the borders being closed and stuff like that. I mean, Jory has such a lovely arc about her, like, coming back and trying to decide if she even wants to connect with that part of her, you know, history, um, when her sister was the one who always felt much more strongly drawn to that connection to culture. And I think the range that you see as well between, um, like, the Kurziks and Lux and, like, current day um, and the ancestors that you know are currently living um how they relate to that so like all of that to say i think Guild Wars 2 is a game that oftentimes does have really interesting and layered commentary about stuff like that including something like a holiday that gets repurposed or celebrated elsewhere so i think they could pull it off but i hope that at the very least they yeah maybe put some decorations and stuff around new kainang or just acknowledge it in some way so that it feels like there is something you can do there i mean i think it would be really cool if they even put like a copy of the events in New Kainang City so that you could just go there and like do the stuff in the city. Um, but if you were not able to get to that point in the game, you could do it in uh, the main city too. But Yeah, give us a reason to go chill there because there's nowhere else really other than the hub, which is, you know, where you access strikes and stuff. There's not really, it's just like Lion's Arch. Everyone just goes to Lion's Arch or they go to Divinity's Reach, yeah, which is where the events are and whatnot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Um, yeah, the, the event's always been... Lunar is always like, kind of like, yeah, I don't really aim for the skins or anything. I sometimes go for the achievements, but that's just a personal thing. The Dragon Ball game's all right. The dodgeball thing, that's kind of fun, actually. Um, yeah. Okay. Let us move on to the next thing. Uh, graphics updates for Guild Wars 2. They are going to be limiting you to... Well, not limiting, because, you know, I think the... I think there's graphics cards you can still use that were out before even Guild Wars 2 launched. So I don't think they're not limiting you at all because they wouldn't do that. Um, I wonder if I've got the post here, but, they, but they're just doing a general update. I don't really need to talk to, too much to that, to be fair. I don't think that's a massive, not a massive yeah, well, they're thing. They're basically making it so that uh, the DirectX 11 is yes. the baseline now mm-hmm. instead of DirectX 9. So mm-hmm. if you don't have a graphics card that runs DirectX 11, it won't be able to run Guild Wars 2 anymore. Yeah. I mean, sure. I, I've seen some... I think it is good to touch on this because I have mm-hmm. actually seen in the community people who are like, you know, 
nobody that I've seen fully outraged, but people who are kind of saying like, oh, well, they're going to make this so that people can't play the game. Like, that doesn't seem fair. It doesn't seem fair to, to make it so that, you know, just if you have something that's a little bit older, you can't do it or whatever. It's not that, from my understanding. As far as I know, anything that wouldn't be able to run DirectX 11 at this point is so, so vastly outdated that likely you probably don't even have the technology to do a lot of other things because the the baseline of um, performance of the DirectX 11 and things like that and the soft, or I guess the hardware that it requires at this point has so commonly been accepted as a baseline in pretty much all modern technology, as far as I know. Yeah. Um, there might be exceptions to this and things like that, but it's it's not like this is something that hasn't been coming for a very long time and it's i would assume from everything i'm hearing that it is very unlikely to actually affect the vast majority of players who are playing on any kind of contemporary or pseudo contemporary system um as well as the fact that many things that people were already kind of worried about or add-ons or other stuff or you know those gray area things um have already accepted this as a baseline so it shouldn't be something that i think is going to affect the the game largely for most players um and hopefully with them ironing out you know whatever problems there might have been for players with the, with the direct X, uh, direct x11 switch it shouldn't be something that like is going to be really terrible and awful and you know what i mean right it's it, we need a new baseline and they can't keep splitting teams trying to like create yeah. stuff between multiple different things and test it and constantly try to make it look good on both even if one is much That's older and so on and so forth yeah. yeah yeah okay cool makes sense new times 10 years the game's been out um you can get a new graphics card that's a 10 or even the one before that 960 probably or whatever like it felt like you could probably get one for like almost free <laughs> from your mate who's just thrown it out probably you know i mean no, like, they're antiques now they're extra they, expensive they are gay <laughs> oh yeah that's true well that's what <laughs> happens isn't it i mean i know that 1080 founders editions are like two grand it's like what that's crazy it's just like actually an antique now um a special edition stuff i guess but anyway um yeah i mean access i mean in all, in all honesty it works the other way as well you know people need access to the game who have current pcs and more people are probably playing with more updated machines than not uh and or at least mid-range to lower range so you know it's important and the game wants to you have to make the game look good you have to market it that's one way of marketing the game make it look good and updated and that's important um, and we've seen an increase in performance and stuff. They had some issues, a couple of issues at the beginning when they introduced RXX, you know, when it was in beta, and then, you know, it's been fine ever since, so we're good. So, at the beginning of the year, what's good is, so ESO does a thing where they normally in January, but I think they're going to change that up because we did talk about Elder Scrolls Online. I do like to compare Guild Wars 2 a lot to Elder Scrolls Online because it's the other MMO I did play a lot of, uh, and uh, some Final Fantasy volume, but like that and probably more New World now. But ESO is changing up their whole thing, so I don't even know what, what the hell they're doing now, because normally in January, they just announce a ton of stuff, and they're like, here's the layout for the entire year. Story, dungeon, chapter, dungeon story. And it's just like, or oh, whatever order it is, I can't remember. Guild Wars 2 kind of does sometimes like a six-month roadmap, three-month roadmap. It just depends how much content they've got coming out, right? Because if they don't have that much, then they'll just kind of be like, you know, six months. 
Um, so I guess what I'm trying to, what I'm thinking of and wondering is as well, because I'm crying and Harold, maybe you want to talk about this first, is that you expected there to be like a roadmap this week, right? Whereas I'm not sure. I mean, maybe that I was expecting something, maybe even today during this podcast, hopefully to release it now. Um, <laughs> it would have been released by now if it, if it was going to be out. Um, did you expect a, there to be a kind of roadmap this week? And like, were you kind of disappointed that there might not be or not? Because your video is uh, going to be watched more now, <laughs> apparently, according uh, yeah. to you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's one thing. Yeah, I genuinely was. I, I kind of, I watched a, a um, I think it was a live stream with Water Potatoes and he was talking about that okay. theory and he mentioned the video, uh, the, the new image. So I popped onto the site, saw it and thought, oh, I wonder. So I just like kind of dived mm. in and did some research about who it could be. Um, I thought his idea was really interesting. I, I completely missed the the quest line, the the achievement line that he had, had had stumbled on, and he said that it was one of the most exciting things that he'd found in the expansion. This this sort of seedy underbelly. Sorry, spoilers ahead. This seedy underbelly of ancient ministers who might be like the immortal Illuminati of Cantha. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, well, that's amazing. So I thought, and, and then I found myself, I found some reference to some legendary uh, um, Lux and demigoddesses that it could be. Um, and of course, there's the whole my desperate desire to have some Lovecraftian monsters in the game. So I kind of threw a video together. Did a bit of research on the wiki, which is amazing. Thank you guys for always maintaining that and uh, and put it out. And I I was I was like rushed to get that out. I did that in like two days because I just I wanted to get it out before their big quarter one blog post like mm. proved every single thing that I'd written wrong, as it invariably does. Um, and it, it just hasn't arrived yet. And I'm I've been checking on the daily because I said, look. As soon as I actually find out what they're going to be doing, I'll make a video, you know, in the spirit of actually making some content. And uh, <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah, Content's yeah, why not? Us. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but it just—it hasn't arrived yet. The only thing that's arrived is the uh, update about DX11 and uh, some uh, obsolescence, which will affect hardly anybody. Because goodness me. Look, look, the law requirements are actually quite impressive for how good the game can look. Mm. I think they do a pretty good, excellent job. But yeah, I was quite surprised. Mm. Do we, mm. do we, do we all think that there will be a roadmap? Did they say there will be a roadmap specifically? I can't remember in the post. Didn't say roadmap. Um, but well, maybe, maybe we have an expectation that there will be. They just they say we'll, we'll be, be back, back early next early year. Next year. Yeah. Okay. We talk about well, our Q1 plans. Should there Quite be a roadmap, time, yeah. do you think? I mean, should is our roadmap well, the best way to communicate what's coming up in the future? Is it I a think good we're way gonna for get us to get excited? a Q1 roadmap? I think it's going to be, you know, one of those little image graphics that say, you know, can you do that again, please? Dunga, 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 dunga. <laughs> or it's going to be four panel, one image that has four panels in it that list out. Four certain panels. things that they do. Mm. Oh, sorry, three panels. How no, about no, that? no. It can be four. I just okay. You know, four panels. Whatever you want it to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not something that I think we've seen other MMOs completely abandon. I mean, ESO does that roadmap sort of more style thing, right? Too, I think, with some of their mm, um, you know plans well. and content stuff. 
Um, so like having the roadmap, I don't think inherently in and of itself is bad. Mm -hmm. I think it's nice to have some kind of visual where you can very clearly see, hey, this is what's coming, especially in games that maybe don't have as predictable of a cadence as certain others, right? Like in 14, you will almost always know. You're like, oh, it's a 0.5 patch. That means that we get blank, blank, blank. It's a such and such in the cycle. That means that we get a new raid. That means that we get blank. And of course they still will introduce new stuff into that, but typically like you can literally just say at whatever time of year, at whatever number of patch, this is what is gonna be at least something that we expect. Um, so like in that kind of case, I think that those games that are very, very predictable in that kind of sense don't necessarily have to do all of these roadmap image kind of things. Um, but I mean, for Guild Wars 2, because things do shift or are a little bit different or we get very different things or, you know, we're not always sure. Um, I think that having the roadmap is a good anchor. Now to like your greater question of, do we think that that's enough? Um, I mean, we've talked about it so much on this podcast. None of you will be surprised to hear us say that I would love if they did stuff in a video format, <laughs> you know? I'd love it if instead of just a blog post, we actually had um, a huge, you know, uh, we had a, a big stream. I mean, it doesn't have to be huge, but we had a stream where they really talk about this. And they talk about all the great stuff that happened this year and all the stuff we're looking forward to. And we see the faces at the studio. And then they take that and they cut it up into little clips and they put it up on the all the social media and everything yeah. else. And we can see those moments. And um, it's literally anywhere except for just in a blog post mm. or just a tweet that has a link to a blog post because That's i think so that weird. also doesn't engage audiences as much as you scroll and then you start to see a video what play is... and you don't turn on the audio so you look at the subtitles yeah. and then you go oh hey this 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 and then you mm. finally get interested and you like look at it right and you're robbing all the you're robbing all the nah. content creators from reading the blog post out loud <laughs> to all their viewers. Yeah, what are we going to do for a whole episode? <laughs> like, I mean, you know, but like 14 does it. Like, I was thinking, that's a good, I was going to ask you, Rick, I don't know if you actually play as well, but like 14 does that, don't they? They do their live letter or whatever that's called and stuff and they release, but they release loads of video content, don't they? I'm pretty sure like around events, like, is that the way you would prefer it to be? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Sounds like we, a I think, question on this. No, <laughs> like, I mean, yes. <laughs> Fornax and I have both seen it. I mean, yeah, with that, with with 14. And that doesn't stop anybody, don't worry, Boots. doesn't rob anybody no, of I, the recaps continue. because people still do so many live letter recap or, yeah. you know, you don't have five hours and you can't speak Japanese. So, like, because a lot of times you this can't? is a big. Oh my god! Well, Actually, this is a big stumbling can. block. This is a big stumbling block with some of the live letters. For really big ones or like expansion news and stuff, they have live translators there with them. But for That's many cool. of the others, and this is a stumbling block of fourteen, I think, because I think they should have translators for everything. But for many of the others, they don't have live translators. So literally, you just sit there listening to them talk Japanese, and then if people are kind on discords, you have fan translators who translate right. as they go through. And then wow. after the fact, so you cool. have to like piece together. You're like, okay, and then this. And then usually after that, they do some kind of form post summary. But they also have all of these like 
slides that they've prepared that have like the major bullet points and then they put those all over social media and they show the slides during the presentation and stuff so again it's like Mm. many different types of media i just wanted to point out that fornax you can cut loose you could go wild now because uh jebro cut the cheese jebro broke the dam jebro started he he used a swear word and did i he did. What did I say? He did oh right God. before uh, right before Rook started talking there. What and did now, I say? Uh, now you're allowed to do whatever you want. There, no, there's no, 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 rules. no. There's no rules no, in this podcast there is, anymore. There is. There is. Don't say words. I don't even know what I said, so YouTube won't know. Wow. I yeah. feel do sad now. Yeah. Wow, Jebra. Way to make our podcast filthy and unacceptable for viewing or consumption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, uh, with the <laughs> with the I mean, I mean and we understand like as a, as a as a side kind of bit to this conversation we understand that obviously arena is a smaller company slash studio we know that but there is ways that you can there are smaller companies that do this they communicate via video i'm going to give you a really good example of a, an indie studio um, that actually with a game called deep rock galactic who they, it's basically dwarfs mining in space, but they produce like a lot of video content where they explain to you what's going on with like like battle pass with like new content, and they get really they get people really excited for the game. And it's just it, all it is is it takes video content. TikTok is massive, and is a reason there is a reason why this platform is so popular because people take small bite sized chunks in easier, and they just go from one thing one to the next. You know, we know this. This is just the way it is now. Um, and Gildos who has ventured onto TikTok, albeit it's just copy pasted from their tweets and other stuff, so it's not unique to that actual um, to that actual platform, but it's still a thing. But it's just advertising things like the gem store, or the expansion, or you can you know just the generic stuff. So it really would be good to just be like you know have that stream, be like you know here's a small teaser trailer for the living world cool but here it is on all these different platforms here's us talking about it and they used to do things like talking about the sounding guildles too and everything else really want to see some of that stuff come back i would love to see some more behind the scenes stuff as well that's always good um and they do so well with that at the conventions but they don't do Mm. that live now anymore at the studio which is odd Mm. i mean i think the big thing is is that video as a platform just has so much that is mineable about it in a sense yeah. like as far as like if you're mining for gold when it comes to um you know social media and dissemination of information right mm-hmm. because you have the actual information itself then like you said you have the people who are communicating it you have all those little clips and snippets yeah. you have the actual response and memory of watching those people or those things or that you know visually taking in the information so you have the actual like information itself that you auditorially took in the music or whatever it is all that kind of stuff then you have the actual like video the people that are in it if there are people and then we get silly stuff like the memes and the water bottles Mm. and the you know all this kind of stuff where again it's like one piece of advertising gets echoed by the community in a ton of different ways you have people talking about the music from it the memes from it the jokes the clips the reaction images and i think there's so much more that can be mined out of that versus something like these blog posts where you can read the text and you can share the picture and like that's that's really it right there's not anything else there's not like a connection there's not an empathy response there's not memes really unless they've just put something silly in the blog posts or like yeah yeah 
Yeah, the only other thing you could take from it, a blog post, is really like nitpicking on the phrasing of things in a lot of ways. So yeah, it was just not always a positive thing. And it's <laughs> and it's good to like. It's it's good to have the I I guess the freedom and the mo room to move outside of moving images. I get that how you can explore things a little bit more just through having words and just interpret in any way, shape, or form. Because if you have an image there, it's more centric to that right you know but you can still you know you can um i guess you can explore that more as well but it's but it really is about that you're right rook it's just like yeah i i just think that they need to do that because i think there's still this they moved forward they had this big change in like you know director and also um game director and and just you know where colin and kind of uh, josh are and i think the old blog post style is more the mo style of how ArenaNet was run. And I think they're still stuck in that area of things. And they could change a lot more in terms of how they envision themselves as a studio because they've become, you know, this inclusive kind of accessibility focused um, game dev company now who is where we just kind of have this utmost respect for and also a leader in the world of MMO RPGs now. And I feel like how they are in the game in terms of their game design doesn't really reflect in terms of their marketing and in terms mm -hmm. of just how they show off themselves and i would love to see that innovation from the game come all the way over to this part which we don't which we talk about a lot but we don't really compare it with their game design because they are so forward thinking in terms of mounts like li li live events all that kind of stuff but when it comes to the other side it's just like jesus when I stuck in, you know, wow days, you know, like a launch, and it's just like, yeah, I, I, would don't say, I don't know, I don't know, you know, you know. I would I mean. say that if they are on a on a shoestring um, budget to yeah. do with their advertising, they have an army of us. We we're here. I mean, they could utilize the 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 organic content creating community that has sprung up around the game. And even if they only privilege a few very trusted sources, not everyone can be can be trusted to hold the NDA, right? That's that's just the reality. <laughs> yes, we know that. <laughs> um, yeah, I've always been a good girl about that. I will say, yes. brownie points I think we for all me. Have, yeah, oh. we, we're yeah. all still in the program. So. <laughs> <laughs> just um, about, yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, until they watch the video, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. no, but. Um, so I, I, I would be, I would love, even if it's just, you know, the few, a few heady, excellent content creators like Rook and Boots and Jeff. <laughs> like wow. everybody on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, like oh, if yeah. it was just, no, I mean, I think that's a great idea. And honestly, I think it would be a super clever marketing campaign even if, you know, yeah, they can't put on the full production of like having people in the studio and doing a live broadcast. Yeah. In the past, they have done things like, um, clipping you know partners reactions to like living season four with um the stuff that happens <laughs> in it that one big moment i don't want to spoil it like blatantly for oh, people okay, but right, right. um like they you know they disseminated <laughs> clips they disseminated clips of creators yeah. i mean how cool would it be to do something like a creator reaction video where they yeah like I don't know, gave us all different snippets of big stuff that was to come and then had us record reactions and then put that like out. Of course, it's tough because like you said, I think the biggest thing is 
NDAs and all kinds of stuff like that, where if you are in-house in company, that has a lot of other protections with it. Um, and, you know, they may not even have the go ahead from higher ups, but Guild Wars 2 has in 2022 improved a lot of their marketing um, and has improved sure. a lot of things. So going into 2023 and our predictions ahead, as we've talked about, I do hope that they continue to expand on this, whether it's like, yeah, making even better use of the partnership program. Um, they did a mini, you know, media tour last year with End of Dragons, which was really cool. Um, I mean, and let a bunch of partners come in and preview various things and release like I think there's a lot of ways that they can monopolize outside of just these blog posts. So that's yeah, that's definitely a big thing for me thinking ahead. I think for all of us thinking ahead for them yeah. with 2023. Okay. I d personally, yes, roadmaps, love them. But like, like just to, just to kind of put um, a pin in that one, I guess. It, roadmaps are good. They're important. They give us an idea of what's to come. I think having that in January in the first couple of weeks is important. So looking for that hopefully for next week. Uh, yes, please. Thanks. Uh, I would say I they've been everyone... pretty decent recently at their roadmaps, giving um, not not, not too much information, yeah. but enough information to kind of keep us going. <laughs> they do that though, don't they? I mean, it's definitely better uh, than it was, thankfully. But like, I think you're right. You know, it's just enough to for us to teeter yeah. on the edge and be like, yeah, cool. There's there's this stuff coming, and they do. But give obviously, us as you're getting closer to like living story season five coming out or six now coming six. out kind of I, well i mean it's called the ice brood saga not living world season five so we'll see we'll see right um but uh when the, closer to it coming out they'll maybe have more information to share so then maybe they'll give more of a preview than a normal roadmap we'll talk more what? about that as well sorry go on Brandon. i was um, just gonna say i would like to say to like ruby if she ever watches any of these that it doesn't have now. to be perfectly polished. I think that people like the fact that she's one, a genuinely sweet, lovely human being. That she is, then the yeah. live streams are inherently a bit odd and there's odd. I mean, if you've ever watched Eurovision and how much money they throw at that, come on. Just, I, I like the <laughs> fact that it's a bit janky. So I think that they should just embrace the jank yeah. and just have fun and don't worry about making a perfect production just your community loves you so make stuff and show us what you're making please we love you Something, just do it that's true yeah hire a couple hire a couple hosts to help out with the live hosting um yeah. <laughs> like you know like with the live streams because you got because there's a lot on everybody's plate at the company mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. <laughs> no no i mean yeah i agree i think it doesn't no, have to yeah, be perfect do it doesn't have to all be something <laughs> perfect thing um yeah i i definitely think that there are ways to to handle it so I don't know what you're talking about, janky. I, I think they're perfect the way they are. <laughs> I, I just want to add as well something I completely forgot, which I want to mention as well, is that NCSoft is above, is is in charge of a lot of what they do anyway. So we have to remember that, you know, it might be something that Arena will now want to do, but maybe NCSoft has a different idea of how they want to go ahead with, like, marking and stuff like that. So it's worth remembering that there is that kind of umbrella that arena that do sit under or like other game de other, other games companies do when they when they have a publisher like them so you know not mm. no shade on ncsoft because you know they've made oh, i can throw games. shade on ncsoft would no, you like no, no. me to i can do it right now <laughs> no no okay fine you go and clean your sheets ncsoft and think about what you've done that's what i'll say yeah. there's some filth in there uh <laughs> <laughs> I am muting here. I am muting. Okay. <laughs>
rogue me in as well. Uh, <laughs> okay, so anyway, um, we kind of talked about. Um, wow, I, I'm not sure if this is a Freudian slip. But I wrote, "How can Arena Net communicate to us, the payer, in 2023?" Yeah. I mean, I guess we are the payer. Um, where we see changes, um, we've kind of talked about the the com- communication. Really, I think we want to talk about more the game stuff specifically, and it might be a little bit more what people might be interested in as well i mean people are interested in communication communication is important um but living worldwide um in 2023 we do know there's a new season coming um as monix mentioned there's a little bit of a hint in the image which i'll bring up uh in the not too distant future hopefully if i can find the blog post which is in one of the many links that i have there we go um and it gives us a little it's just it's just a preview image it's not a massive thing but like you know fornax went right into it and i was like whoa <laughs> okay and like you know the jt and everything else so we can talk about that but also just kind of general predictions like we're gonna go we're in ender dragons we're in this region that we're in we're in canva um are we gonna think just general thoughts and and things that come with living world stories really because don't forget in the past in the living world we've had mounts coming in we've had new systems coming in we've had new masteries coming in like we're gonna go wearing camphor like what could new masteries be and stuff like that you know and i know it's, that's a little bit wild um, and that could be an entire podcast on its own. Uh, but just like very general kind of predictions. Like, will we see a new man? What could a new man be, for example? Um, so I'm just really opening this up to anyone. Like, what do you think? Like, for, and also, when when will it begin? Like, when will we start to take this adventure? Because don't forget, we're in January. It's not likely that it's going to be a lot of content over the summer releasing because summer holidays, summer vacation but also in the last couple of years over the, in the gaming industry that's not actually been the case so you know even that's changed because normally summer and mmorpgs is just dead it used to be it used to be just like yeah going, everyone's going on vacation now like quit raiding quit everything um but that didn't really change it just kind of happens throughout the year now so yeah just general thoughts um living world where are we going what do you think's coming masteries release date random fun nice. times anyone March. You think March? Yeah. Why yeah. not? Okay. Any reason why? It's a couple of months away, so I can't be proven wrong in the next two months. <laughs> Fantastic reasoning. Excellent. <laughs> I'm uh, going to say February. Damn it. You think February? <laughs> <laughs> no, you win. No, you got to say a day now. Actually, maybe oh. we should write these down. Maybe we should write these down, actually. I might do that. Well, how about for my birthday on the 12th? Your birthday Ooh, is the 12th of February? Of January? Yeah. Oh, okay. February. Okay. <laughs> Same as um, Lincoln, I believe. Mm. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, so. I, I feel like February would be good in the sense that you I don't think you really want to kick off the year without there being something. You know, like you mm-hmm. don't want there to be just multiple months of absolutely nothing. Like I I do think I mean we've had the holidays and stuff like that, so I shouldn't necessarily say that. But I think with like a new year and with a new expansion on the horizon and you know, with it having been just a little bit since uh the last major beat came out, I think that having in February feels good to me because like that gives you January to really like hopefully polish stuff off, finish stuff, get things, you know, where you need them to be, and then February but i do actually agree with you boots in that i wouldn't be surprised if it's march yeah. wait, 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 wait. you gotta give do... me an answer now 
All they gotta do is tell us in the next couple of weeks that it's coming in March, and that's like content. Okay. Well, Rookie, well, you saying February or March? I'm saying February saying for my February. official guest, okay. but I'm just saying that I think that Boots isn't like far off because okay. ArenaNet does take a dedicated holiday break, right? Okay. And I think a lot of times we have seen in the past that they really begin what seems to be a fresh work cycle when they come back from that, although I'm sure that they've been working on stuff, you know, since they released the last one and before then, right? Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm going to say February, but I wouldn't be surprised if it does end up being March. I just hope it isn't. <laughs> mm. Okay, so so what do you think for next? Did you say Feb 12th birthday? Yeah, like, like Daddy gave me a pony. I'd like it on my birthday, please. Um, you want a pony and the living story on your birthday? Oh, absolutely. Here, horses in the game on February the 12th. I mean, um, you've already got the one horse. Do you, do you not remember that griffin mountain? That was oh, my gosh. Oh, that, oh it's like God. a cursed object. I think Jesus. it was diabolical. And that was, yeah, <laughs> not good. Not that good. was just, oh, my God. If you say Feb, I say March. Why don't we just split the difference and say February 30th? Okay. You can have your own prediction. That is fine. I think March as well. <laughs> it's okay. I think the beginning of March. I think like March the is there a Friday the thirteenth? No, I'm joking. But like I think well, I, I think maybe early March, mid March maybe. What I would really like to see is them this first quarter giving Wolvie Wool players a mm. love. Well we'll talk well about that. Two. We'll talk about that soon for next. We, we'll okay, let's stick okay. to Living's Glory for now. Um mm -hmm. but we've got a whole world v world bit so you can go ham sandwich on that one. Um where we get, are we, um, otherwise, yeah. Yeah. otherwise, though, living season, right? So beyond the date, the actual content and stuff, I already have stated previously what I think it's going to be, which is that I think it's going to be whatever's happening with Raisu Palace and mm, the right. ruins mm. of old Kainang and all of that kind of stuff that's going on. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's going to be that, uh, as we were kind of discussing, but I'll leave, I'll leave Fornax to discuss more. Um, there have been several parts on the map that have names, but don't have actual zones yet. So like Kirin Peak and stuff, um, you know, there's, there's things around there. So I wouldn't be surprised if the narrative kind of goes through those. As to additional things they might add, I think it's possible that we could get a new mount. I mean, Living Season 4 brought two new mounts, right? We got Skyscale mm -hmm. and Roller Beetle. Um, Iceberg Saga didn't have any. Um, so it's possible that here we do. It's possible that maybe they also just expand like Jadebot capabilities or they do something more in those regards to build off of what they've already established. Or that we see them even do something like possibly expanding the Jadebot batteries to the rest of the world. And they kind of just take that as like a this is sort of equivalent to expanding the masteries. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't 100% feel as though a mount is something that is immediately on the horizon given our mm -hmm. current lineup but it it would be great i will always take new exciting mastery stuff um but if anything i think we might just get something a little bit smaller expanding on current things or that might be specific to those maps kind of like the raven light puzzles or stuff in those regards mm, that was cool yeah, yeah. Probably. Well, those those are the kind of masteries that I don't particularly like, though the ones that just focus on a primarily on a single map. Mm -hmm. um, I would prefer, yeah, if we get why? something. Why? 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 Because they're you know they're just elements of the map. They're not 
able to be used anywhere else in the game yeah no, no no i just a genuine interest like people might not like we talk about sometimes why we do like the things we like and we don't like but like reasoning is always good like i think you're right i agree with you like, yeah. if he can't be if he can't be used elsewhere it can feel kind of you know like just that kind of one bash of content but also it can make those maps more unique right and to the point where well, of course i, I mean, guess but yeah there's yeah. no i'm not saying like it's good or bad but there's different ways of looking at it right but like i think i think mm. you're right as well it's a lot of investment for a, a, a mastery to be in one place and i guess it depends how much you know what they're like when they get invested in something like the guild hall is a prime example of that and in, in end of dragons like they spend a lot of time on this place and it's like and they they really advertised that in end of dragons like that was one of their main things they did a big stream on it it was huge it was like they were talking about it so much and it was just like it was cool <laughs> and we got it and i was like but no one really uses it that much like for anything and that's just housing i guess but like well maybe that's yeah. what they'll do you know maybe we'll finally get the guild updates and the guild mm, hall stuff new Ooh. guild missions and all kinds of stuff. i mean i don't think that's gonna happen Aww. but maybe <laughs> that was an exciting <laughs> prediction i didn't even think about that Damn it. well i think if we're gonna go to drowned kainang and if we are gonna go to like if you scroll higher up on the map there's the um the battle isles there it's not named currently but it looks yep. like it could be something because they actually they, they drew it on there pretty nice um maybe we'll get something uh more aquatic themed like I, i'm still hoping for um like a battleship type boat that we could use at some point. <laughs> yes, I am so <laughs> that glad you're in there. That would be great to use in the Battle Isles. Um, Ooh, but... that's a good. Uh, that's a good. I like that. Yeah, that's but cool. uh, I think it maybe also like further masteries or updates to mounts for underwater. Like the turtle can go okay. underwater, but it's kind of ridiculously slow and not very interesting underwater maybe there could be masteries that improve its ability and functioning underwater maybe there's masteries that improve mm -hmm. the skimmers functioning underwater um yeah or a lot like puts a little bubble over your raptor so you can use that underwater <laughs> maybe not um but yeah i don't well, know uh, it really depends on <laughs> it really depends on how much underwater content's coming but probably that's not going to happen frankly <laughs> Isn't there like an underwater zone in Rift that they release, but you actually just walk around as if it's this, as if it's normal land, but there's like things in the air and they look like seahorses or dolphins and stuff like that. And it, it was really, it was a new, it was a different way of doing it for sure. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Wow did that. I... Oh, wow did. Yes, wow did. Oh, wow I did that. that. I don't remember Maybe that was wow. Maybe that was yeah. wow. Um, I will say that I wanted to, like, I agree with, I agree with you, Boots, in that I like masteries that for a period of time, yes, I guess, like, enrich or add additional things to specific maps, but I agree with you in that there is definitely, like, a double-edged sword sort of situation with those, because on one hand, you are, like, creating unique specific things that can either help enhance the uniqueness of the, of the maps or add additional lore or um, that, you know, really make it feel like, hey, if I've played a lot of this season, I do really feel like I have a mastery over the spirits and all these other kind of things. So, like, mm -hmm. now I have all these perks. But one thing that did happen recently that, as you were saying that, made me think of it um, is that... I was taking in, like, our raid group was going in, and there was a night where we had a few people down over the holidays and stuff, and we were like, oh, hey, well, let's just 
do strike missions. So we went through and did the strikes, and um, we started with the Icebird Saga ones. And when we went through those, they still have the colored chests at the end, the like unlocked ones. And like you do still get other rewards, but Mm -hmm. we were playing with um, players that hadn't like done all of the Icebird Saga stuff. And, you know, they were excited to go in and do these. But then there was this immediate Mm. bad experience because they went, why can't I use those chests? And we were like, oh, because you have to have the mastery and stuff. And they were like, so you all just get more than me just because you just get more? That's it. These masteries, a lot of the specific masteries aren't enhancing your gameplay so much as it's locking additional rewards behind the masteries mm-hmm. um and yeah i mean but that's that's how it is <laughs> that's yeah, one of the reasons i don't like it yeah it's weird because it's like on one hand it is nice because you do feel like yeah you have done a lot and you get more for it yeah, and yeah. you know like in theory you're just like okay well then just go play that season but again, like, there's this, just this weird loop, right? Where then people are like, but I don't really want to go back. And then they go back. And then maybe there's not that many people in that content. Although, again, Guild Wars 2, I think, has some of the most active and run and older content out of any MMO that I play. But, like, then, you know, you're trying to just grind this stuff for what? So you can just get, like, another chest. And with if you do those strikes again, okay, well, I don't know if I really want to do that. And then, like, it just creates this weird cycle. So I just wanted to make, make some commentary about that specifically because um i think for those of us who play through everything and consume it and spend a lot of time on the maps as we go through the entire history of the game um it, it's not something that i think we always have that perspective but i saw immediately how it created a negative feeling yeah. for players that didn't have that compared to others who did so yeah. all of that to say <laughs> with the living season i do hope that if they do mastery stuff that if mm. there are things that are specific to the maps that they're just kind of like fun little things yeah. like the raven light puzzles or yeah. like th- they're that's fun true. little engaging things mm-hmm. that like maybe sure you get a little bonus or something and that's fine um or that like let you explore the map in more interesting ways or open up other passages and stuff and that if they with new strikes because i'm sure new strikes are coming out um that they don't do anything where those masteries are something that like reflects into other content yeah. that by its very nature players might be running in like a much wider array of of experiences rather than just like i'm on the map and i do this thing on the map kind of style well i think unfortunately um all masteries possibly all masteries have that consequence in some way like even mounts if you don't have a sky scale, you're going to be interacting with the map and the world in a very different way with somebody than somebody who has a sky scale. Um, so I, I don't know. I think I think it all masteries seem to be designed in a way to um, some, ma- okay. That's a good point. Keep going. Yeah, Path of Fire. Path of Fire maps were designed for the mounts in that. Sections of the maps were, maps were locked away behind mm-hmm. the ability to get the ma- mounts first. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and I think that Heart of Thorns was the, the masteries were also things that you needed to complete in order to unlock certain areas of the maps. Mm-hmm. I think all masteries, even map specific ones, are something that does this and no matter what if you don't have certain masteries you're going to be experiencing the game in a different way in a in a less open way than people who have the masteries uh so 
that's what horizontal progression is all about, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that is. As long true. as, as long as it's not, I don't know. Too, as long as well, it's. I think you're, what you're saying. I get is it. As I get well, it. Like the, there's this. There's Arena Net who talks about. There's a lot about accessibility in the game, and it seems funny sometimes. And I'm not saying they shouldn't do this because there seems there has to be progression in the game somehow. Otherwise, <laughs> there's no point in playing it. Um, that's games. You know, that's gaming. You'll progress through a story, through something. And if you don't do that, then what's the hook? Um, and, you know, even story, anything. And it is funny, though, that, you know, even though they they do tout, like, the accessibility is so huge in the game, they do limit you to so many things when it comes to, like, you know, you're very right. Skyscale, I haven't walked into so many maps without the Skyscale immediately and just going, I'm going to get that mastery Skyscale. Boom, I'm away. You know, like there's no other way that I've explored those maps. And it'd be interesting to go through the entirety of the game without mounts, if that's even possible. <laughs> but it probably isn't at all, actually, thinking about it. And just like, you know, venture around and check it out in that way. But like that that chest part is very important to, to know as well because I've been in those in strikes and raid not raids, sorry, strikes where that experience has been I think we've all probably had that as well, Rick, you know, when we're just in raids. It's like immediate yeah. you can feel that immediate mood drops like, oh yeah, cool, killed this boss for the first time. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, That's loot. Like, why am I to hear? Yeah. Like, you know. Loot's I think you you hit the nail on the head when it comes to horizontal progression because there's a lot of things I absolutely adore about horizontal progression. But that is one of the trade-offs, I think, of it. I think for me, maybe the way to navigate that and maybe a lesson to be learned from Iceberg Saga is that I think you have to also measure the type of content and the type of rewards that people want from that. You know, with the mounts and things, right? That opens up the open world in a different way. And I think part of the reward of it is that, like, you probably already like doing open world if you're going for the mounts and you want to get around. Granted, expediency is a whole other thing, but, like, you know, I think that it kind of naturally ties into the evolution of the investment and the interest and the way that you kind of get into that content and do that content, and then the horizontal progression opens that up further for you versus something like the way that that mastery um, affects loot at the end of a strike, which when you are doing a strike, you're like, I kill the thing, I get I the reward. Yeah. Yeah. So like the the progression doesn't feel as organic. It feels like it directs you out and into something else, which isn't a bad concept, but it means that like it, it creates this weird I saw in chat the cycle of indignation. Mm. Like it creates this weird cycle of indignation that I don't think flows as organically with something like the goals and rewards of a strike mission. Yeah. So it could be it could yeah. be something as simple as instead of having chests that are unopenable after the strike, or the same thing for the um, Harvest Temple, uh, End of Dragons, uh, end thing. You have all those chests around, and if you didn't do the ten stacks of um, of preparation, you could only order, open a certain amount of them. Um, if they didn't like, it, you wouldn't get the indignation if those chests just didn't spawn for you. Only the amount of chests you could open spawned for you instead. Because uh, mm. you wouldn't immediately see what you're missing, I guess. Yeah. Um, but or anyways. if you could still open them, but you just got more or had like a higher chance at rare yeah. loot or something. It's because I think... In the game inequality design, you can see is always worse than the inequality that you can't see. <laughs> yes, it's like it's like you're just being sat there and you see this colored bubble Ugh. and everybody else gets to go in and get the loot from big. it and you're like, 
They're like the bigger <laughs> chests in the game as well, aren't they? They're not small little, like small little gold chests you get. They're the big, massive ones. And it's just like, you can have this. Yeah. I mean, oh. that's why we have so much design around just opening things in games right the yeah. sound effect the, the i mean that i can dopamine. think all the way back to na 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 to this day from like the you know oh, opening Jesus. chests the effect the colors the lights right mm -hmm. like it's part of how um cash systems can really abuse players but it's also part of why we get the good brain tinglies when we open something so if you're denied that experience it leads to that negative so again i guess just circling it around i hope that they learn those lessons from like where i think that some of the mastery stuff has been really successful and fun and has introduced exciting new things and new mm. ways to expand the world um versus some of the stuff that maybe has felt more like it feels more definitively like you were saying boots that they are locking you out of something that you just can't experience or you just can't have or you can't do or you can't you know um which is not an easy thing to do but with whatever we get for the next living season i hope that it yeah it doesn't feel too hyper specific but it also doesn't feel too exclusionary in regards to like i don't know counter counteracting your own purpose game design reward system kind of things i i think it comes down to game philosophy so World of Warcraft has come under a heck of a lot of scrutiny from its community because it has one expansion systems whereby the player puts an enormous amount of effort into something that they're only ever going to get to use in that expansion. So they feel that it's a waste of time. But, mm. World, uh, but, but Guild Wars has always privileged um, evergreen content. Right. So once you unlock a mount and you have those mount skills unlocked, it's account wide. You can use it everywhere. Yeah. And I think that they had a bit of a shift in philosophy. I feel like the Icebrood Saga is is kind of sticking out here like a sore thumb. To be honest, I think that they 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 tried to go in a yeah, different direction. Um, I think that they had um, internal constraints as well. There was a lot of real world turmoil going on in the, in the studio at the time. And I and I always felt like the Ice Brood Saga was, um, what did um, Bilbo say? Um, too little butter spread over too much bread, right? Mm. It's it, it, it. They were trying to kind of piece out the content. Sorry. Sorry, they were trying to piece out I the content. And they were they were kind of gating it, and they put up put in put in an inordinate amount of hoops for us mm. to jump through to give us something to do, and yep. that's not necessarily. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but now, in like in retrospect, in comparison to the to the to longevity and the ubiquity of the other systems that they've put in, it's a bit odd now. It's a bit odd now. But I do agree with you guys that I think that I don't see them adding any more new mounts necessarily mm -hmm. until the next expansion if they if they decide to. But I could see them doing what they did. Um, with the Ice Brood Saga, which is like adding different abilities to your mounts and adding like new kind of chains so that we can get additional utility out of them. And I would love to see some sort of... Um, I'm hoping that it's not necessarily um, a lot of um, fighting mechanics inside, the, inside the, the, the sort of aquatic content of the Drowned City. Mm. I would much, much rather have a sort of indiana jones lara croft kind of experience whereby we're puzzle solving and we're discovering hidden chambers and 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 kind of exploring this this city that is like it's it's almost like a 
it's like atlantis you know there could be magic there could be there could be all sorts so this look you don't know the lagos could have moved in it would be wonderful right yeah Uh, this that's what i want i I, I, but that's the kind of gameplay that i that i personally privilege i like exploration and story and kind of um um treasure hunt mechanics with with lots of shinies i that's my bag do you want meta do you want meta events fornax like you know like drizzlewood Hi, I'm Fornax. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Yeah. No. I. 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 I'm. I'm. I like. As long as it's not a yeah. meta, completely a meta map, I, I'm fine. Oh, okay. I, I, because because it leans, but, but because everything is then slanted towards tipping the meta, and you can't have that kind mm. of more relaxed, mm. enjoyable, just running through the map, enjoying yourself. So I, I, oh. it's a balance, isn't it? Now I hear know, me out. I know what I'm crying her. Love more rookie. Sorry. Now you've called yourself Fornax. I'm like, you're Fornax now. That's <laughs> well, apparently. But I'm I know what you're going to say. And, and I'm glad that there's these differences because I think there is a difference of opinion here. So I get it from. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if you know what I'm going to say, Jabra. I'm about to say something uh, pretty pretty different, on. I think. I, yeah, go, on. Um, go on. But maybe. I mean, you know me for a while now. Uh, my thought was that I agree, actually, with what you're saying because one thing that I did feel about End of Dragons was that there's so much to discover on all these maps and they're so beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. But I wanted that experience that you also were love in games for next, which is that like I go to a new place and I get to know it, right? Like I get to explore and whether that's, you know, diving in ruins and picking up pieces of ancient history and relics and, and exploring that, or it's wandering a city in a place far from home. And I want to learn about how the people live here. And I want to see the attractions and eat the food and do the things, right? So one thing that I did feel about End of Dragons is that all the maps were fantastic. And I think Setong feels to me the most exploratory in that there's so many things to explore and discover and bits of lore and little side quests and this thing and that thing. Mm-hmm. And then when the meta happens, it's there, but it doesn't feel like, like you were saying, the whole map is slanted towards that. Versus, I think, many of the other zones, especially poor Kainang City, which really feels like it's gorgeous and they use it as a set piece for story quests, but... It is largely just kind of one big thing for the meta that exists there in a lot of ways. Um, And that like many, maybe many of the other city flair aspects of it, I feel like got eh, hmm, pushed out of the way to make room for what would be a massive dynamic event chain that would have to happen in it. So I would love it if in the living season, because I was going to ask you all as well, and I'll pose this question and I'm curious to hear what you think. If we think that they're going to return to a map for every single installment. Mm-hmm. And then if not, um, I was thinking as well, like, I would love it if they did something like where we get a map that is all side quest based, like story, mm-hmm. questing, characters. Of course, there could still be dynamic events on questing? it. Like questing, questing, and like maybe the companions that you have with you even have their own little thing that Mm. you know you can explore or do on the map. Like Yao wants to look into the technology of something, and so and so wants to, and you have these side quest journeys that you take. And so there's no meta as we would consider it, it's all the quests you do. Um, and then another map that would come out that would be like, here's all the meta, and like there's a huge meta on it, and we've got a Drizzlewood situation, and it's all like really you know tightly knit around that but there's still some exploratory stuff and things 
I would kind of like to see them play with that formula, I think, personally. And I don't think they have to do maps for every single release, but even if they did mm, some of those, yeah. like two-parter maps and one half was questing and then you got a meta on the second half or something i think i would even be down for that i don't know i don't know i i think that's a great idea i think that's a great idea if and if they don't do every a map for every episode um and instead for one episode just add a door to every building in new kainang city with at least one <laughs> one room to go into uh that would be great. That's weird, isn't it? <laughs> like, you know, in, in like Elder Scrolls Online and other MMOs, you can like go into houses and stuff and cities and like view them. And like, you know, in New World right now, I have a house which is currently on display in one of the towns and uh, you can go and visit because it's got the highest point score because I've got some epic, epic things in there. So in, in New World, this is a very fun thing. And if you don't know, is in one of the towns you can buy different houses and on the server if your house has the highest point score it gets shown the front gets shown off so you can actually go oh. into that person's house you can go to anyone's house and see all their decorations thank you really geek for the uh, uh <clears throat> the <laughs> the thing um but they for all the crafting because that was not me uh -huh. um but it looks very good and you can just go in, and it really does open up your imagination into the world of how people live in the world like what they do, their bet, they, you know, where they go to sleep, where they wake up, where their routine, and you know, just silly things like things hanging from the, you know, just art on the wall. Like what, what art do people have in Guild Wars Two? You know, um, and we do see some of that in some of the cities. You can go in some of the houses and bars and stuff, but they're normally for instances or story. Um, that would be good. I agree with the whole like idea of. I would love them to test that as also as like in a way of having like you know a test server in a way i guess but not a test server just in the game like test traditional questing in guild wars 2 we've opened up this zone it's got traditional questing it's got this kind of stuff is it something that people really enjoy see have a look at the numbers how much people engage with it like what that would be like to have more of that kind of system in the game or even to just develop more of the achievement system within the new living story because it's a new living story they bring in new systems all the time through this it's a perfect opportunity to bring in a system where you have quest givers they give us quests from from the achievements instead of these really 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 random achievements that we never hardly ever find even wooden potatoes has found something new and like you know you can't access these things because you're hiding your story and you're hiding your content in the places which is just kind of it's just really long-winded to get to it just is you've got to click like yeah. three four windows just to get to stuff sometimes and it's just like why i mean I would make an argument for, for exactly what you're saying to accessibility. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you truly mm -hmm. care about accessibility and you truly care yeah. about respecting the time of your players, then stop. Please, I, I understand that you want to integrate it and you want to make it feel like it's a living, organic world. And I appreciate that. But you yeah. can't hide the, 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 the crown jewels. Some of the best you content know, is at the back of the that, sofa. Yeah. You know, I just show <laughs> people. Yeah. I mean, it'd be. It'd I, be did... a... <laughs> I was gonna say, I just think that Jagtress mentioned in the chat. I don't know how I'd feel about a zone like that. It's interesting. Like, if it's lore based or character progression or some of the NPCs, that could be fun. But I think it could also be a one and done situation, which I think is actually a good True. observation about that. I think you would have to have something on that map, right? Sure. That would continue to give people a reason to be there, explore it, do it. I mean, 
There's no reason they couldn't have both. People though, do right? that anyway. Cool. You could have traditional quests, and then you could yeah. have the, the the events rolling through. I mean, or you could do something that's just different than a combat meta. You know, yeah. like there could be something that is more like not that I ever want to say these cursed words, but like a rep grind in Guild Wars Two. Like I don't want something that's exactly like that, but oh, that, that would be. Me more of a <laughs> that would be more of a repeatable no content or, or something that you could you could work on to get something of value some kind of resource some kind of reward but that would be like oh hey well once you completed all this story or you unlocked these things or you met these people or you learned about this lore then you could have that moment where it's like hey your reward is that now you get to farm this for whatever have these things that you can do on here or i don't, I don't know i'm sure that there's something they could think of for it that would be similar, but not a combat meta. I don't know. Yeah. I did want to say something, but I just want to, before I say something, point out how rude it is that Fornax just is commenting on what you're saying right now. Wow. <laughs> With the Z's, the Z face. Fornax thinks that's not like the most, most boring idea she's ever heard. No, I know. It's her be right back. <laughs> uh, no, what I was going to say, speaking of the... Yeah, yeah uh, I think we mentioned this before, but... Another idea for the masteries, yeah, is uh, is a faction mastery. Like we have several factions in Cantha, um, and we had them in factions as well um, in Guild Wars One. And yeah, it would be really interesting to. I, we kind of had them in in. Um, I don't think they were implemented great in Heart of Thorns with the Exalted, with uh, the Itzel and the New Hawk, mm -hmm. but I think they could do it again in a better way here in uh, in Cantha, I would love to see that mastery uh, that type of mastery brought back for more lore for more um, access to the inner workings of uh, each faction it'd be it'd be great I, I do like that go ahead and give you more like kind of of a story and, and like yeah yeah okay. more of a story access to like um, armor that you could buy or whatever mm, um, and stuff yeah yeah, and kind of like you know, you you had the Luxon armor and the Kurzak armor back in the day that you could take. Uh, yeah. that you only had. Um, and then also, I mean, personally, I still think it would be cool if that delegated or relegated you to which faction of some sort of a PvP match you would be part of. So you would have to fight against people who chose a different faction. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. in a certain map. Maybe in the battle islands on ships, who knows? Ooh. Who knows? <laughs> I like it. Okay. Uh anyway. I I'm I'm like I really like Drizzlewood Coast. That is one of the one of the things I do actually kind it's of beautiful. dip into. Like Drizzlewood is like the meta as well. I really like that progression mm. but then you know like fornax and and rick as well they have these good points of like you can't really explore it much <laughs> and also you can't even during the meadow because you get shot out of the sky so it becomes a little bit complicated so it's like yeah there's there's a happy medium there i do like i do like how that map it feels dangerous and it feels like a living that feels like a living world to me that is the definition mm of living world in guild wars 2 that map because it's a bit like um the living world original release on um thingy island what's it called south sun cove which was like you know event happens you go through it and that's a one-time thing but it was the same kind of 
idea like you went through this one event yeah. and then it's kind of it would have started again but it just i guess you know you yeah. could only do it it was just one and that was that was truly one and done like you could just do that thing once and that was it um it was an exciting time and it was also a time of sadness for many people um, which i'm glad they don't do that anymore honestly but that was imagine doing that in 2023 though i wonder if they would ever try and do that again it was it i can't believe they even attempted to do that because that was such a and if there's going to be people who don't know what i'm talking about so salson cove was a part of the season one story well is it was it pre or was it was it during it I was the first it was the first thing that came out yeah it yeah. was the first story that came out and it's how um and it was the Kaka queen and it was um oh god i i'm forgetting so i'd have to bring out the video and well they said they they announced to everybody uh that if there's going to be things that happen events that happen in the yep. game that are one and done you're you're there for it and then it's gone that's right and the first thing that was going to happen was lion, everybody come to lion's arch something's going to happen so everybody went to lion's arch and then the carcass attacked lion's arch mm -hmm. and i saw two frames of that <laughs> Happening. But that was it. That was it. It was on a Saturday, right? And it was an event that was cross across EU and NA. And everyone, like I was in, it was a mumble at the time. And there was like 40, 50 of us all from Worldly World who were just piled into these groups, these smaller groups. We were like, invite, 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 get to our instance. But all the instances were around. And you're like, you're right. It was worse than a PowerPoint presentation. It was like, slide yeah. projector i saw two frames <laughs> and then it crashed <laughs> yeah i played i got to play it luckily yeah and then everybody piled in it. to the ships or whatever they were to yeah. go to south sun cove and then we took over the map and everybody got a precursor and uh oh, yeah, there was some a bug. Wasn't there there's a bug? A, it was like a 75% chance of dropping a precursor in the chest at the end. Yeah. Uh, and some yeah. people figured out a way to run it multiple times on like different yeah. characters or whatever. And so like some people came out of it with like 12 precursors. Oh <laughs> my gosh. It was fun. Yeah. It was it was a it was a really it was it kind of gave you but it it was disappointing, but at the same time, it was really exciting because you saw the lengths that Arena Net would go to to try and innovate in a really different way. Because it was it was like live service models were only really around in MMORPGs at that time, point in time, right? So there wasn't really anything else other than there wasn't even cell phone games really, other than you know crappy whatever. And so it was like that was the live service model and Destiny, I don't think Destiny was out or anything like that. It might have started to come out by then. And it was just like this whole new experience of like, this is the this is only happening now and it's gonna be in like two weeks and we have to all get together and that's it. That's that it's not gonna repeat. Like it's just gonna be a thing. And how exciting was that? And they did things like that during the beta as well. Yeah, like that wasn't even two weeks. That was I think that was over the weekend. That was, was like one day. day. It was a one yeah. day event, yeah. But they were trying to do just content that came in every two weeks, yeah, right? You could two kind weeks. of repeat a little bit yeah. more. Um yeah. but I would I honestly would love to see an in-game event that was a one-time thing. I is a one-time I would love to see one just one I know it wouldn't be great for accessibility at all. And it's purely it's purely just like a I guess I guess I'm thinking about 
in a, on a marking level as well because i don't know if anyone plays fortnite or follows fortnite at all because but when because when with the podcast in mind i my mind started to think very differently about how i look at gaming just generally and just taking ideas from other games and marketing and all these other things and when especially when i'm playing podcasts like how do other games do things but it's not just mmrpgs because live service games are a real thing like technically there's so many mmos out there um they're just not rpgs and Fortnite has this like one day event where you know in game the whole season the whole world just changes and like you see this uncover and there's like concerts and stuff like that with live stuff in the game and it's just like you see the basically epic breaks <laughs> you, you can see that the launch you can breaks. see that now on Guild Wars 2 in Guild Wars 2 like at the end of a at the end of a festival you could wait around in Divinity's Reach and see everything disappear I mean I guess so there is that <laughs> I, it, would, it wouldn't be great for Guild Wars 2 I understand that but it, it would just be exciting it's just a side note I think it, I think that just got me it's good to reminisce about these things but they didn't work for a reason you're right um, yeah. In terms of living world, I I think camp is going to be exciting to just kind of wander. Um, the Jade Sea, I definitely want to see more of. And from that picture, and go and please go and watch Fornax's video as well. Uh, there's definitely that that idea that we're we're going to be in the Jade Sea a lot. You know, we just there's so much of it. Um, we have to. It's just going to be exciting. I I one thing I'm excited to see is and that I want to see from the list of living world stories new races new things that i've not seen before or heard about because i've always lived in the shadow of um <laughs> guild wars i think from guild wars 2 and i'm just like i really want to see new things that i've not heard about or do you, does that make sense like you know there's always been like want to go to camper want to go to this place want to go to there but they've already been kind of done they're already there but like can we see new things in this place can we see can i hear about new things can i wonder about completely different technology within the game and different stuff that's you know so you want to go universe, to guild wars 2 space. in space yes. yeah you want to do guild wars yes. 2 in space basically i'm well, on board i mean where we're are humans from the where, where the are the humans ship. from oh, this is what i want to know yeah. I want, like i want to go down the whole human rabbit yeah. hole of where the f they're from like you know how exciting would that be i'm glad i finally have you oh, I'm, on I'm my in side there, but I'm <laughs> always on your side i'm gonna sue remain what do you want me to do i'm, I'm play engineer i'm already out there this <laughs> is a big this is a big thing though when it comes to the next living world right because yeah. we did have living world since end of dragons came out but of course it was returning back to living world season one which was much needed and really well done mm. so the big thing here is that we are starting the foundations of what will actually be the momentum into our next expansion, which we know that they're developing. Sure. And whatever story or whatever thing they're going to do for that. I mean, Final mm. Fantasy XIV was at a very similar crossroads. Um, they had their end expansion uh, with Endwalker, and they wrapped up that 10-year story arc, and there was a very similar conversation about exactly this. What are they going to do for the patch content? Are we going to just do some fun little adventures for a little bit? Are we going to continue to wrap up things if there's anything to still wrap up from uh, mm. Endwalker? are we going to start a whole new thing and are we going to actually get some kind of new 10-year story arc and we'll lay the foundations and get rolling into that and will they like kick this off with a bang and will this lead directly into the first expansion of what would be unknown new arc territory 
And I think what 14 has done, although we'll see how this actually all pans out because we're going to be getting some of our first news, I think, for both Guild Wars 2 and Final Fantasy 14 about their next expansions this year. Um, but, mm. I mean, they seemed to go the route of we're coming out swinging. So we are going to catapult you into a a whole new, um, almost expansion level, like really meaty, really exciting narrative, taking you to a place that you've wanted to be, having a sense of this kind of newfound adventure, which was the name of the first patch, but then like vaunting you into this whole place, introducing new characters, having this big thing that's going on. And having like experienced that with 6.2 and now going into their next patch, which is coming out this Tuesday, I kind of love it because yeah. like this has been some of my absolute favorite patch content like almost ever in 14 besides 5.3 which wrapped up Shadowbringers um and like it's been so exciting the narrative is so good whereas sometimes in 14 it can become kind of fillery which is a thing that i don't think guild wars 2 suffers from when with you these say fillery seasons. do you mean like the content between the big patches or like between the expansions yes, yes like the okay. the patch the patch cycle stuff can sometimes feel like treading water until the is expansion that the equivalent to where, like living world would you say I living think Living World, world is. is better in no, that no, Living I mean, World. In terms of like, you know, what that is, like 5.3 is like yes, a Living yes, World episode. It's, it's episodic okay. patch content okay, that expands cool. upon the main story okay. and the momentum I've, in a linear fashion. I've no, it's good Final to... I've Final Fantasy fourteen well up to date. Like I've already played it with catching up with the story. Yeah, 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 so I'm yeah. always like, I'm never like looking forward to the live content, which is unfortunate. <laughs> The main difference is that Guild Wars 2's living seasons tend to function as episodic narrative arcs in and of themselves. Yeah. Like, this is this is the Icebird Saga, right? Mm -hmm. um, whereas in 14, they tend to oftentimes serve as a capstone for the previous expansion and the, uh, like, okay. the, the lead-in for the next expansion. And of course, there might be miniature arcs in between that. There might be other things, but they tend to be less independent on their own and more like in service of setting up whatever is to come or wrapping up what happened. So okay. um, like it, sometimes, not always, but sometimes it can feel like they are just like stringing along the breadcrumbs you mm. get one little tidbit of thing you're really hoping for to vaunt you into the action of the next expansion and then just a lot of other just yeah. run around stuff and then you get a little piece but that hasn't been the case with 6.3 it's been so exciting it's been really like an incredible story and seeing the energy that i think that has brought to this to kicking off a new era in narrative in a game i really hope that with this living season we get something kind of comparable oh, they yeah. very well could just use it to round out a lot of the things that do need rounding out in cantha and give us some stuff there and then like a little bit of a tidbit for what's to come with the next expansion but i really hope that this is like a big hook for I players think so. i think it's gonna be i think because of the fact that the story has essentially the 10-year the story has essentially ended in Guild Wars 2. They have this opportunity to create something new now, something uh something that doesn't revolve around the dragons anymore. And I think that this is going to be starting in this living world uh season because uh, so I think there's going to be a lot of intrigue. I think it's going to be a lot more uh um character based, a lot more like it you know smaller but bigger 
in a way. I don't know if I'm explaining it the best way. So I think, uh, first of all, with, with what's her name gone, with Suwon gone, uh, all of Kantha basically has lost its entire power structure. And I don't mean like power structure as though, you know, political power structure. I mean, they have no power anymore <laughs> unless unless um, our, the Crystal Dragon, unless um, Orion wants to be very benevolent and not do other stuff. Um, so, yeah, that that's an issue that needs to be resolved. Uh, that could create a lot of turmoil. I don't know if that's going to be the basis of what's going to happen in the in the storyline, but it's definitely something that they got to think about. Um, I would like to see, yes, a more... Just yes. I would like to see a more political <laughs> intrigue type storyline. Political stuff, okay. Maybe political, definitely more intrigue type storyline, and mm -hmm. then because I mean now we have the uh, we have the, <laughs> the detective, right? <laughs> the detective friends, yeah. exactly, and it's very important that we utilize detective them. Friends. Love it. Uh, <laughs> That's what I call it. Detective, detective Punching Club. Um, <laughs> and I would love to see that eventually wrap up Tyria in it. Yeah. Because I do want us to go to the point where we understand that Jenna is um, actually Oh, right, yeah, okay. Liss. Yeah. You think, you think that... I mean, we're going out there now, I think we? I think we got to get to that point. <laughs> you so think she that's going to come in living well? as Lissa, <laughs> well, that... and then, then okay. she goes into space and we follow her. So that's Living World 2 expansion. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Yeah, Fair exactly. enough. Well, I, I've, I think... Um, in... Cran, hell, do you, I mean, Fornex, do you want to add a little bit of what, because um, you were thinking in your video, I mean, do you want to briefly kind of explain maybe what you were thinking from your video, what you hope maybe from that living world? Because you, you talked about it in your video a bit, but what did you kind of get from, I'm going to find the image, but there, were, there was like an image um, that we were given, right, of the Jade Sea, like the figures mm -hmm. and whatnot in the video. I, I would love to get your kind of ideas about this because you, you put it well, very well, very across, well, very well across in your video wow i can't even talk because i think Words a lot of hard. the time they are hard because a lot of the time i feel left out in guild wars 2 lore and stuff because there's so much because i i often forget um and people are going to say this is probably because of undiagnosed adhd but like <laughs> which is a very big possibility if i get bored for a second i will switch off immediately and i forget things that's and that's a problem for me when i'm trying to engage in stories so especially when i've got so many different stories going on because i like to just dip my head into everything and know roughly what's going on but then i forget a lot of what's going on so you, i really like you the reason why i like your videos i'm selling for stuff right now um is because you explain them in such a simple uh unique way with with emotion behind it. it's very much how rook did their um just overview of everything which was just fantastic for me um in terms of how i take information because it's difficult for me to take in story over years and years and years and relate back to it in my head i can't do that i need to go back and watch things again so when we do episodes when we do um the shows with content specifically about an episode i have to have the episode playing in the background because otherwise i don't know what happened because <laughs> it's really unfortunate but I, i'm just i'm giving you a bit basically i'm giving you a very long-winded compliment <laughs> and also rook as well um so what do you what do you think is going to happen kind of with this just even based around that image because you were talking about the three figures like what do you think Fornex? 
Firstly, I do think that you might have a dis executive dysfunction yeah. in your... Um, I have it. I have ADHD, so okay. I, I'm with you. Um, I'm not saying that I'm like... I'm not, like I'm, I might, yeah, I'm finding out about this. This is something I'm investigating myself. So yeah. We'll find out. And I mean, so from a personal point of view as a player, yeah. what I want is now that they've wrapped up the dragons, I'd like them to have an Andor moment. This is where... Um, Be careful with spoilers here. So, oh. No, 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 no. So, this, I'm, I'm not going to spoil the show. I'm I've not seen gonna spoil it, the but like, I'm not gonna, I know loads of people there. So, okay. um, previous entries in the Star Wars canon, uh, yeah. the new Disney stuff, have been very beautifully made. They've mm. been, some of them, very fun. But they've all just... It, it's all just milking that... that um member berries right like, yeah, yeah it, it. it's it, it's just it's all it's all about fan service and harping back to a very select few characters mm. and it's it, it's a rehashing and rehashing and rehashing mm. and andor has 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 just broken that mold it, it tells a compelling beautiful terrible wonderful story mm. that, that that just it, it if it it could be set in any universe, but it's set oh, in yeah. the Star Wars universe, and it is, it is beautifully written. It is incredible. If you haven't yeah. watched it, please, for goodness sake, go and watch it. And this is what I would like to happen for, for Guild Wars 2. Oh, I would like them to, like to take a really good look at what kind of stories they want to tell. Mm -hmm. and. And 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 take the take more time. The, there have been so many plot moments, as we've talked about, ad nauseum, where they where we have a character, they're introduced, we're meant to care about them, they're killed off, we haven't had enough time to connect, we don't care. Or we don't care as Can much care as they the want Linda? us. Who do you care about? The Linda. Yeah. I mean, someone does. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, we're happy for you. You're, you're Canadian, though, right? Um. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was it. thinking Sorry. of um, <laughs> I was thinking of I immediately oh what was this is really bad because I can't remember his name and I should Orin's brother. Oh no, sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of Black. Wait, last, last, last. I think it's a perfect a person a perfect case in point of that yeah. as well, where oh, it was gosh. like I mean that felt like it could have been artistic like an artistic decision as well to do that so that it's like oh orine didn't even get a chance to know him right yeah. which i think is is also valid in that like not every death sure. does have to have a ton of build up and a whole bunch of emotional stuff and things like that but but no i mean i agree with you for next i agree continue. with you for next too uh, uh, uh yeah i would also like you to please continue but i i, I would like to say <laughs> that uh i glommed on to the first few sentences of uh, what you were saying and heard that you want guild wars 2 to uh follow star wars so i assume you mean go space. to space as yeah. well yeah i yeah, would be very happy to go and find out where the humans came from because yeah. they are they are an invasive species on yeah. this planet i i'm i've i've, I've I've championed that cause on a number of videos. And why there's so many human females? <laughs> like, <laughs> you, know, you know, I mean, there's just so many. Can I demonetize the video now and tell you why? No. Um, no. I don't so, think we need to go. I think we all know. No. I mean, yeah, every single viewer that's able to watch this probably. I think you already probably... said 
You gotta clean up your bed sheets or something like that. To... <laughs> no, oh god, no, no, I was, I was, I was, no, no, that wasn't. Is that what you meant? No. Okay, all right, never mind. No, I promise. No, no. I'm sorry, you've just blown my mind now. What was it we were talking about? Where we were talking are we? about the what living world. You were talking about Andor. You were giving us right. examples because you're talking. Yeah. Because it is. You're right. And and when I watched, when I started watching Andor, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil either. It was just like I was like. Oh, this is okay. It's just kind of just in the Star Wars universe. And then I was like, oh, like we're finding out these stories about people, such minor characters in like Star Wars, like this officer who is just like this person, but just has this whole life and a family and is in this organization and all this kind of stuff. And you're just like, oh, wow, we just never find out these stories at all. And you can't do that in a film because it's only two and a half hours long or two hours long. You can do it in that episodic kind of format because it's 12 hours long, 13 hours long, because you can't, you just can't give that to there's too there's not enough space there's not enough space yeah. for it that's very good what, what, i want i want a character driven <laughs> story calm down space. no i want a i want a character driven story is what yeah. i want what i'm saying right yeah because absolutely. we care i care about the characters in andor after one yeah. season i care more about the characters in andor than i do about the characters that i've i've, I've been with for a decade did you cry because... did you cry and start lynn andor oh my god yes, yes i did as well that was emotional yeah. like it was a wreck all of, all of like different for different reasons everyone it's also it. so sad because you know i'm not going to talk <laughs> about what happens in, i'm not going to talk about what happens in the show but okay. the main character of the show is a character from another movie, right? Mm. And that in itself is, you know... It, it, it's remarkable that we care so much about him, even though we know his fate. And that is yeah, the mark yeah, of yeah, fantastic yeah. writing. Mm-hmm. And what, so, what, so what, I, what I want, really, is for them to get, let us get to know, in an intimate capacity, the people that we are with, so that we care about their fate, and so, and so that we can have the story, and we can have these big bombastic events happening. We, we, it is an American storyteller here, mm-hmm. you know. A lot of them Americans. We like the big, and I'm not against that, right? But we have to care about the characters. You have to take us along the journey, and and we have to be invested for these things to matter. That's why, spoiler alert, when Aureen was killed, because we had had all that time with her. And all that commitment and all that effort to protect her and to raise her and to play with her, little like quiet moments with her, as well as big spectacular moments, we cared when she died. Mm. My only complaint in that instance is they didn't let her die long enough. Mm. They should have drawn that out. They shouldn't have been right back in. It, they could have drawn that out yeah. to the very end of the episode so that we suffered. Because... We like that, right? Mm. That's what we're yeah. here for. We're here for the journey, journey and the story. Oh, right. oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, about gender. I thought we were talking about drawn out death. I was like, no. Oh God, no. yeah, no. Let's not talk to dragons. That is not no. what I am okay. promoting here. No, the, but I did also hear you say you want to get to know characters intimately, and I agree with you full heartedly. Mm. Um, I wonder though if you also mean that you want to have romancing options. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes. Right. New mastery tracks. Unlock <laughs> <Unlocked laughs> romances. Okay, that makes sense. 
Honestly, I'm fairly indifferent about that because I'm on the ace spectrum, so I don't uh, get that kind of thing. Uh, it kind of like sails over my head, but uh, okay, look. Thank you. I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind. That's okay. Um, yeah. I, I'm Demi, if anyone needs to know. That's, yeah, so Oh, there you hello, go. a fellow Demi. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that's what that's what i really want would i do i want to go to the sunken city yes i think it could be amazing um i don't know i know that you'd hate me talking about world of warcraft but one of the I best wait 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 when <laughs> oh mm, one of the best instances oh no it's ever, just because i don't agree with blizzard because i think they're oh uh, well <clears throat> of course they are they're corporate they're a corporation they're not a moral entity right but suramar um uh, uh, from legion was yeah. fantastic if you if you if you go on any of the like fan forums suramar and because in suramar the city one it was a beautiful sprawling city um and and people had lives they had cycles you mm -hmm. helped the individuals it was it was really like very grounded and you got to know the city you got to know the places you got to know the people and you were committed into the story and it and it took you there gradually step by step week by week as you helped and unlocked and and, and unlocked the trust of people and it, and it evolved the story and that's what i would like to see going forward mm. um maybe not necessarily for just one living world bridging narrative to the next expansion but i i guess i'm just looking for deeper more meaningful um storytelling from them that very right. much yeah. very much like final fantasy um 14. Yeah, and that's kind of what i meant by a smaller story but a bigger story yeah 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 no i agree with you that it's it's more smaller perhaps in scale and that it has that like intimacy of mm. like interaction it's not just like there's a huge monster the size of a mountain like you know like yeah. and you're just kind of this huge effort where everybody's trying to attack but more like yeah. intimate impactful narratives between characters and their interactions and the the drama of mm. just you know living it's <laughs> like we also gotta start off with a wedding don't we <gasps> yeah that's Help true me. that's gonna be i mean that would be that's episode one that would be interesting i mean if it was if it was the beginning and trotting to happened. get the wedding together and go and get the flowers from one continent and go and meet her oh, mom God. and that there would be amazing go. that yeah. would be fun I, i'm Something i'm, I'm down for that yeah okay. yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna push i like i like where this is going i think i think what a lot of games do or have done in the past and i'm going to use destiny 2 as a bit of an example if you play the destiny 2 original story you're just like this is so many sci-fi blockbusters in one it's like star wars avatar um star trek and everything in just like one glorious whole and then you're just like wow this is actually 10 stories that i've played a million times um and they changed it i think maybe i'm not sure if it was for the better or not um but i like that idea I, th I think loads of games have used obviously they use film as a direct you know way of telling their stories or books or whatever um but going down that path of like andor for example like you say and really delving into it just gives that game more depth doesn't it it just gives the game more depth you've got those levels it's like in map exploration you really want to see one of the things that's really good about kainang that i love the most about it is you've got the the modern you've got this modern expansive wonderful bright kind of like massive city with all the light lights and the holograms and stuff and then you've got the the kind of more 
the poorer kind of areas which where you can see the original craft work and just the old wood and the depth of the zone and i think that's why i would like to see more in their story i think that's really um i think that's a good way of like a comparison of way of looking at the story in guild wars 2 sometimes you do see all the flashiness and the massive dragons and the all this kind of stuff and i think the only time i haven't done one of the times really early on in the story you could say they kind of went down that line was maybe when we voted in season one like, i mean that was like a really good way of like showing us more about of the political side of the game which is kind of what boots alluded to earlier and that kind of side but i think boots wants to go further in um i really loved that like it was good to know about like ellen and ever nash played and that kind of you know that rivalry and being able to vote and like the political side of um lion's arch and having like a really big decision between like waypoint expenses and our repairs and all these really impactful things on the game which i'd love to see um so if they can incorporate that kind of stuff that'd be fantastic um i'm going to throw us over to something else because it's getting on time wise uh doo -doo -doo -doo. okay so strikes are we gonna see more strikes coming out of like living world do you think maybe or and are they going to be from living world or are they going to be older content and uh, i'm going to be right back in like two minutes but roll on oh. that's the that's the note for the next part of the conversation so yeah i think i think we're gonna get strikes uh i mean hopefully one for each episode of the living world coming up I don't know if they're actually going to do that because probably, you know, you, you do it based on whether or not there's a fight in the storyline that makes sense to uh, turn into a strike. And I don't know if they're planning on making sure that there's a fight in every episode that could be turned into a strike. So we'll see about that. Uh, so it'll all be new stuff. It'll be Living World strikes coming up. And I hope to have at least four this year is my hope. Yeah, I agree yeah. with all that. I mean, it would make sense for them to be tied to the story. I don't think at this point we will see them coming out with so many of them that it's like every episode we get one new fight and then also some new strike mission of old content to give it a new cool thing. No, I don't think there's any way. <laughs> like, maybe in some wild reality, sure. But I think it's far more likely that they're going to use those strikes to, like you were saying, um underscore the story and that we're gonna get them in conjunction with the living season releases and that if we were to see anything that might be like we put in a strike for something really old content i wouldn't imagine that it would happen until leading up to the impending release of a new expansion when they may not have like a ton of other content on the table or you know they're they're we're waiting until we've finished our last patch and we're waiting until the release like maybe you would we would see something then that would make use of that but i think at this point they're probably all going to be in service to the story and new things and i think it's too unrealistic to think that we would get one with each release each patch depending on whether or not they i mean again the scale of the maps the stuff that are on them those sorts of things like if they aren't doing maps every single release which i don't think they will because they you know seems to shift away from that with iceberg saga which i think was a good choice um it feels like that would free up more capacity for other content because you're not creating a whole new zone right you're going to be creating something else um i think 
I, I agree. I don't. I think that they were very loathed. I think why the season one didn't come in sooner was because they were very loathed to devote precious resources to previous content. They're always wanting to like push push the boat forward, as it were. Um, one actually one strike mission that I would like them to do if they ever kind of like have a, a project on their hands is actually the Karka invasion of Old oh Lion's Arch. Yeah, I that would be nice. We, how, we don't even know what that was, though. <laughs> I, I saw two frames. I think I saw a Karka, and that's it. So that might have all been all there was in the Karka invasion. might have been just a Karka popping up and going, hey, guys, and then leaving. A little bit more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. Number two. But they, there you go. It's actually good for veteran players and new players alike because yeah. nobody got to play it. <laughs> yeah. I did. I got to play I did. I was lucky and, enough. Things that I would like a new strike if if it's all content that we're we're hoping for also on top. Things that I would like remake of the Zaitan fight as a strike mission possibly. Mm, Um, I agree. And then that's about it. Maybe maybe eventually a fractal of the Abaddon fractal that they were thinking of making at some point. Yeah. Uh, Because you know you you got either the Abaddon fractal or the. or the Thaumanova reactor when you had the vote between Alan Keel and uh, and Evan. Yeah. So maybe you actually get whatever story. Because I've always said I think that uh, fractals come out when they have a story they want to tell mm-hmm. outside fit. of the main storyline, but also outside of time of the yeah. main storyline. Yeah. Um, and so that uh, it sounds sounds like they had a story they wanted to tell about Abaddon that they're still sitting on. So they well, could the, still release. And the thing is, is that at that time as well, if they were if they were going to have that, they must have been developed in some degree. It must have been because it it takes a long time to develop that content, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Like it must have. Like it, they must I have had know. some. It was going to come out, wasn't it? It was like you're going to vote, and then it happened. I right. don't think it happened right away, though. Oh, maybe like, it we, did. It was like six months down the line that we got the... Maybe. Uh, maybe you're yeah. right, actually. You might be right I would, I would love for them to capstone the personal story with a Zaitan strike. I think that would be beautiful. And, I, and we Excellent. know that they made an additional map for Zaitan because we've seen it. We've seen it in... Um, in one of the, I think it was one of the like decade celebrations or anniversary things, well, and you see Zaitan on the ground, mouth open. You go into the dragon. I think was the idea. Oh. So you and remember then you that? Fight his heart, heart is intestines. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that would be amazing because it, it is one of the weaker fights. Oh, it, yeah. And in fairness to them, it's one of their earlier iterations. And I think it lets down the overall tone of the story. So, yeah, I mean, 100%, that would be lovely. Unfortunately, it's one of those things that I said should have come out before the Steam release. And now that it's done, there's less impetus to do it in the first anyway. Yeah. So yeah, maybe they I, it's, it. it's tough because I would like to see those things get some love. And I'd like to see Strikes really have more of a continuity throughout the whole game. Although mm-hmm. we do have the one that comes now with Living Season 1. But all of that to say, I also think at this point... Living Season 1 was re-implemented fantastically, and that to me was the biggest glaring issue. Of course, there are still a lot of things that we've talked about extensively that we'd all love, and I would love to see them address in the older game. But at this point, I, I think that if they just move forward... Exactly. So be it. And honestly, I am... I am... Uh, it's tough because on one hand, yes, 
I want all the other stuff to get some love and content and all that kind of stuff too. Mm -hmm. But understanding the scale and scope, at least thus far, that we've seen with what the studio is able to do and what they're able to release, I think at this point, just moving forward, creating new things, new challenges, new fights, new, and really expanding the world out that way, especially like we've been talking about now that they're out of the confines of the original dragon arc and the legacy of guild was uh, guild wars one as it were which of course is still a foundation in this world but i mean we have done the big victory lap of all the guild wars one places and now it's time to really forge ahead so i feel like for me i am really okay with them just doing new stuff moving forward as much as it would be great to see some of that other stuff touched up i think in literally every mmo there's going to like old fights are not yeah. going to be that exciting yeah they're going to be boring they're going to be simple they're not going to be great but not every other mmo had an entire gaping hole in their narrative that people couldn't true. play true so i think yeah. that was the biggest thing to address mm. and i i'm looking forward to all the stuff all the new strikes that come because yeah, i think there's some great it would count as new stuff too it's true because it wasn't in the game at all. So there you go. Yeah, true. I, I think that I think that it's very exciting. This this time is very exciting because they're now unshackled from the nostalgia. They've mm. ticked all the boxes. No more. I, I'm happy for them to leave fan service. Yes, please. To to, to the content they've already made. Okay. There's one shackle I'd still like to attach to though to them though, mm -hmm. and that is the wizard tower. Um, oh yeah, we should be... definitely yeah. go there. <laughs> Like we should but, but that, definitely that's that. content that they've never broached. That that's mm. always, been, always a, been that's there. always been a Guild Wars mystery. So I'm happy for them to address stuff like that. It's it's not like it's not like Final Fantasy XIV is moving completely away from the law. The 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 zone that they that they're exploring right now has has been in there and has been in the law for decades. But it's it's they, they've still got the scope to do whatever they want with it. Mm. And they've got a low. They've got an entire realm of the mist where they can take us anywhere literally physically anywhere they want to and they've got the rest of the globe assuming that this isn't a flat earth god please don't make it a flat earth but it, they've got an entire globe <laughs> to explore they just like roll the map around as it were you know yeah. we, we could go anywhere yeah, it's good anywhere. okay good. right behind yes. you i'm i'm I mean, definitely. Uh, I, I think you're right, you know, in this this time of the year as well, it just gives you, there is a lot of hope for, I, mean, I think that's a new year as well, isn't it? For like new things and just new and difference and how we can tread the path differently, I guess, if you want to say it more in a really cheesy way. Um, but like, yeah, I think I, I just have some hopes for not going back and just redoing and you know the fan service and stuff is cool but i just want new stuff i need new things i need new stuff to just be like i don't know and i think that's good it's a good time to do that 10 years steam release new player insertion um and just as a, a quick update on the steam numbers they're still hanging up there you know in, in kind of around four five k players wise I, I think steam was always going to be for them because I don't think that's a massive amount of players, but on Steam, actually, 5,000 is, like, top 100. And there's a lot of games in the world, you know. Actually, it's probably better than that, but it's still pretty good. And it's 5,000 extra people as well, honestly, because I think all of us who play on the original client opened accounts and made characters on those Steam, but probably don't really play them anymore, me. Um, and, like, just saying, because it was fun. Just to clarify for everybody listening, you're saying, like, 5,000 active oh, players a day 
yeah, a day yeah, concurrent. or yeah so like yeah, yeah. right now um concurrent so 24 hour peak is about just 4.4135 uh, all-time peak was 8,252 um, and then playing like 15 minutes ago was like 3,873 so it's actually got that high for Christmas um, yeah the Christmas time Christmas time is always good for Steam and, and like people on vacation right so you'll see that number go back down it has slowly decreased but it's it not sounds like, like the game has pretty good retention still. yeah but it's not like it's like 0.1% decreased you know what I mean it's not like you know 50% or like you know 80 or 99.9 percent which is what new world was <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. on release it, that's back up there now it's gone back to like 30k but that's the only place it's available on steam um whereas guild wars 2 is as you know it's got can the launcher I, and all the things can i slightly derail the conversation and do a boots and say sure. what is your opinion of um i don't know whether you're you know the the creators in wow but there's a gentleman called preach who has yeah. a very large community. And he, he is. He's he's made a known. He's getting memed the shit out. Sorry. He's getting memed <laughs> a lot because he doesn't have a mount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, didn't he make and, loads of... People made loads of script at the start of his run, didn't they? And they just kind of... Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's ha he seems to be having fun. Do you think that that kind of exposure helps the game? I mean, it can only yeah. help the game, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's... If there is a big channel, like a, someone who, like, plays the game and it gets, you know, even if it gets 100 views of people who have never seen it, it's always good, right? I mean, I don't think it's... I think if they're, they play the game or if it's someone who plays the game and then they just crap all over it, I think yeah. that is definitely not good <laughs> like it's good for if maybe like people hook onto the gameplay and like they don't follow exactly what the person says you know that can be different but like new world i think uh, for example new worlds a lot of new worlds downfall was a lot of creators just absolutely decimating it because that was just what the youtube meta was like just negative opinions about games and not picking out anything that was good about it at all and sure, it had a lot of bad stuff about it, but actually has so... I wouldn't have stuck playing it um, if it wasn't some kind... Because I don't spend time on things I don't like enjoy doing, and I've played MMORPGs for a long time. Um, so when people started really crapping on that, like, it was so hurtful to the game. It was one of the biggest hurtful things. It was worse than the fact that the game wasn't really ready when it was released. Like, that's how impactful those videos were. Because people listened to content creators that's you know influence they're called influence for, for a reason right and that, that's um, why companies sometimes yeah pay content creators to play their game for yeah, at least a yeah, little while yeah i'm surprised i'm wondering i wonder if pritch is being paid by arena net i mean he would have had to relay that i suppose at the beginning of the video that would have to be an ad yeah that would have yeah to. like josh strife hayes he he did an ad but he plays it anyway um, yeah, those I, are the best kinds of ads. It's kind of weird though, because all of these big creators play Guild Wars too. There's Lazy Peon as well. Um, whether or not you like him, like these people or not, is you know besides the point, because they've got Very huge. Huh? They have audiences. They have audiences, yeah. And some of those people are going to be alright that we want in the community, you know. Um, and 
it's just interesting that they don't tend to stick with the games. And I think with Guild Wars 2 in well, different okay, ways. So the, the issue with that is not necessarily because of Guild Wars 2. Well, well it could it, it does have something to do with Guild Wars 2 because Guild Wars 2 has a smaller community than some other games. So yeah. if you don't see your numbers rising as a content creator when you Absolutely. go to a new game, you might not stick around with it. Even if you like mm. it, you might not do it on stream if your numbers are low while playing it. Sure. I think... I think but and I think the reason why a lot of content creators go game to game to game to game to game is because I think it seems as though these days that a variety streamer is a better way of growing an audience than a single game streamer. It really just depends. I mean you can you can look at some people in Guild Wars too and that doesn't really apply. I mean it's just the matter like in consecration, I'm not it's just different for overall. I think it really just depends, doesn't it, on what the kind of content and the the personality you're right. I mean if you look at people like Muck Luck, for example, who is someone who is just ridiculous and how he's been able to catapult himself up there into the realms of, you know, being one of the biggest Guild Wars two content content creators out there at the moment, I would say probably that's, bigger that's than hard work. Oh that's yeah, absolutely. I mean he's he's doing that every day, but he's Guild Guild Wars two is his launch point. He actually does a lot of variety as well, for example, and goes out there, but easily gets uh, the same viewers as my teapot, if not more sometimes as well. Um, and that's just based on him specifically. It's not like a community of people. So it, I would say it's a platform as well, because, yeah. for example, mm -hmm. YouTube punishes um, variety because uh, it yeah. likes to have everyone in its lane. This is what your channel is for. That is what your channel is for. It likes the lines. So true. Like you just go, I remember when I first started on YouTube and I was making Guild Wars 2 PvP build videos and like, you know, videos about just tournaments and stuff. And as soon as I went outside that realm into another game and PvP, it was like one view. It was like, it was just like yeah. no monitors, like nothing. Like it was just the algorithm just didn't like it. And it was just like, okay, fine. I would have to make another channel. Whereas if I made a completely different channel and that was my first video, it probably would have been like a hundred views or something. Not much, but like it would have been That's more. That's like a whole yeah. other episode that, that we could is. do yeah, yeah, where yeah, we yeah, talk so, yeah, specifically yeah. about what it's like um, to grow or to be a creator true. for Guild Wars 2 in different, you know, platforms and things. Yeah, definitely. That would be cool. I would love to, we should, we should definitely do that. Um, but yeah, I'm going to bring us back. Sorry. Um, but yeah, good good points overall. I think Jen, I think I'm going to, I don't want to go for too much longer because I don't want to take these wonderful people's times up um, forever. But some other things, I think there was something I wanted to talk about in terms of, and you were talking about Pritch, and I think, yes, just overall, generally, for next to put like a end on that one, like is. I think, what do you think? Do you think that's bad? That you know, do you think it's good that someone else is able to come in and kind of show off the content for the game? Is that you know, do we want more people doing that in twenty twenty three? I guess we do, right? I, I um I think Preach is a fairly honest actor. I think he genuinely loves MMOs. He loves gamers. He loves gaming. He's committed mm -hmm. to it. He has a very diverse and very big church, shall we say? Yeah. And and. He, he he genuinely he, he was very um as distressed as you were about the the revelations and he even he even nixed all content for for a good period yeah, of time. Followed him for a lot. Yeah. Um um so he's I think he's an honest actor. I think that he will give Guild Wars 2 an honest shake. Mm. I don't think that he will knee jerk it. And I, and I think he appreciates because he he's also a big fan of, of 14. He jumped into it 
he didn't understand it. He talked to a few um, content creators in there. He he tried. He he did a series where he was trying to guess what they were supposed to do in raids, which was quite hilarious. Um, if you've ever raided in Final Fantasy, you can uh, feel for him because how does he know what he's looking at? But um, yeah, I think he'll give it a fair shake, and I and I think that the more eyes on this game, the better because it's a wonderful game. It is a genuinely wonderful genre-defining game and genre-breaking game. And I think that mm. the more players demanding from the from other games the kind of features, I think it's it's better for us as as a community of gamers, let alone just fans of one franchise, right? As yep. a community of gamers, it's better to have a a, a broad spectrum and and companies learning from and and having a symbiotic relationship with one another. And when it comes to an MMO, I think it's always the more the merrier. For sure. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like, honestly, it's a good thing if more people are covering the game, talking about the game, creating content for the game, right? And in 2023, I hope we do see more and more and more creators giving it a shot, trying it, and genuinely coming to it with that open spirit of, hey, let's do this. Let's play this. And I hope as well, though, that communities remember to still support the streamers who play this game all the time <laughs> like, yeah. because i know that's also something like it can be really exciting when new people are trying the game and watching and coming in and seeing what they're doing is so fantastic but don't forget to to you know show some love and some support and kind words and recommend as well you know those creators that have been staples in the community of any scale of any size um, you know, that focus on any kind of content, because I know that's also a big thing where I think especially as creators too, like I'm also totally guilty of this. When we see other new figures coming in and so much of the talk dominates so much around them and what, you know, is happening with them in the game that we ourselves can feel really insecure or really bummed that like, oh my gosh, look at how huge this is that yeah. such and such is trying this and people won't stop talking to me about it in my chat. And it's like, I'm here. I've been here for five years playing this yeah. game. <laughs> it's like, I really love it and I'm working really hard for it. Um, so like, you know, if, if you want to see all of that to say, as content creators for 2023 and Guild Wars 2, we need to be open to sharing this game with so many other people and bringing people in and supporting other content and keeping an eye out for people that are trying it and making this a really welcoming space, I mean, as communities and as content creators. But also um, remembering that, like, you know, there is a community here and we don't want to, like, tear the community down. We want to just keep building it, you know, veteran players, new players, um, you know, people will pick it up, try it and then leave if they don't want to. And mm -hmm. while there can be bad actors and bad voices of people trying various games, that doesn't mean that there aren't still many, many, many good voices and good actors that care about, you know, MMOs or that are excited or that have been playing them for a long time and that's where that support and that focus like mm. you know build that and keep building it um because yeah we can't have like a really thriving category on live streaming services or on youtube unless people are out there consuming the content sharing the content watching the content and creating a space where people want to continue to see more of that grow and the game to get shared in that way on those platforms awesome. i would say that the a high tide lifts all boats so I've never looked at, at, at my fellow content creators as competition. I've always looked at them as more like colleagues. Yeah. You're a better um, person than I am. 
Can I just can I just also say, also say it's, it's a bit of like old person to young people that there's no point in comparing yourself to anybody else. You should if you if you really want to advance yourself, then look at where you were and where you are and where you want to go. Energy, right? It's where you put your energy. I view them. I view yeah. them all as friends. I view them all as mortal enemies. Oh yeah, I wouldn't destroy <laughs> most of them. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. No, I. It is a big thing. <laughs> no, but we yes. all. Can, yeah, I agree with every single thing that Fornax said. Every single thing. Um, 100. Yes, you put your energy in ways that you can see meaningful yeah. change, and you can give yourself a direction forward because. Um, if, yeah, and this goes, I mean, this goes for anything. This goes for, I would assume, even game creators, right? Like, you can, yeah. we can sit here and talk about MMOs as a genre and talk about what other games are doing and what we think games should do and all these kinds of things. But when it comes mm. down to it, right, like, it, it is about always figuring out your strengths, your weaknesses, how you move forward, and that's a journey that's going to be entirely unique to you. So I guess just some New Year encouraging words, but yeah, for sure. um, let's talk about, yeah, what other stuff with 2023 Guild Wars 2, Jeb? Uh, I was thinking about raids as well, and I was just kind of like, I think they just need to nip it in the bud if they're, gonna, if they're done, just tell people maybe if they want. Um, I just thought that was a thing to put in there. I was like, it's I don't just... know. It might come back. <laughs> well that's the problem right the they, fact that we can say know, this and yet we don't like... know it's just that it's just that okay so strikes oh. are not raids but they're pretty damn close pretty so like oh. it, it keeps <laughs> it keeps the it keeps that the community who likes hardcore content engaged the hardcore uh the the challenge mode strikes do yeah. um and so I don't think they're going to say we're not doing raids anymore because they might still do a raid in the future, right? Like it's. I guess if they say that we're not doing it, and then they and then like, I don't think there's any fear that anyone's gonna leave the game if they say they're not doing. Raids I don't anymore. know. I That's think I think there would be people who who even if they don't leave the game because they're they're stuck here, uh, <laughs> even if they don't, <laughs> they're stuck. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like there are, there are people who, myself included, would not be able to leave the game even if they say, there's not going to be World versus World anymore. The, the, we're going to delete it, you know? Uh, so I, yeah. I think... Yeah. But, but that's not the point saying. I was trying to make. The point I was trying to make was um, I don't think they're going to say that they're going to uh, not do any raids anymore because there is the possibility that they're going to make them in the future. And yet I do think there would be people who at least would say they're uninstalling because they're not making raids anymore. And that's not a fun thing to have people write about Guild Wars 2 on the internet, no matter what. Exactly. I, that's true. I, yeah, I agree with you 100% in that I think if they say that officially, I do think we'll see people that officially uninstall the game and leave the game and whatever, whatever to say there. But at the same time, I also think I have a, a different opinion in that I think it's really unhealthy to keep everybody in this limbo mm -hmm. because I think it just fosters a lot of low-level frustration. Yeah. I think it it creates this environment where people... I mean, this is theoretically within the realm of MMO genres, right? Raids are a fundamental building block of content offerings in an MMORPG. So if you are not going to have that and or it's a type of content that you've already had established in your game 
I do think that you need to try to spin that the best way you can. I think you need to be like, hey, well, we are getting rid of these, but hey, you know, also we have these strikes and we're going to be releasing them at, you know, this cadence and we have these challenge modes and we're going to try and do a set of them or something like that. This is what the content will be in this genre. And I know that it's going to cause some dissent, but I think we're already at the point where so many people are so genuinely unhappy that there's no discernible game plan for them. And while yeah. strikes are great and we've seen them really start to come into their own, right, you can't say that raids are a selling point of this game. Like, I have people ask well, me, what kind of well, end game is they there? They won't say that it's a selling point of this game because they're, like, when they're marketing new things, they're not going to say, if they're not going to put raids into the new things, they're not going to say, hey, we have raids. No, of course not. It's not, a, it's not a selling point of the game at that point. But they do have hardcore content. And I will say that I don't think it would be smart for them to shoot themselves in the foot and tell everybody there's no more raids when there's no reason to not leave that of the option available to them in the future to, the to develop. Like, that's one reason. No, no, no. No, Isn't I'm it? saying like if they say now there's not going to be any more raids, we're only doing strikes forever and ever again. That yeah. is that is not necessarily what their mindset is. Maybe they do have the uh, the thought in their mind that sometime in the future we might decide to make a raid again. I also don't think that you that can way. actually say that that's something that in a live service game that you can do as part of your model, right? Yeah. You're, like, like, because to say, well, maybe at some point one day we will do one, to me is... Mm. I, I just don't know if you can build a player base off of that because we do no, have strikes now. No, so you're, not. I know, but like, you know what I mean? It's tough yeah, because I don't, I'm with you in that I personally, as a player, would rather have them leave the door open and then make one. And then I'm like, hey, I'm wonderful bonus on top of my strike missions. Yeah. But I also know that largely many players already have left the game because they, they're going... Well, this thing that I love to do, and that is such a huge driving force in so many MMOs, um, we just don't even know. And maybe one day they will make one, but maybe that's in two months, maybe that's in five years. And yeah. if I don't have anything yeah. to do until then, that is this type of specific right. content that I want. And I don't know how long that wait could be. I think it just makes it feel all the worse. And it's also tough, too, because, like, we run three learning progression rate groups in um, my community, and I love doing them, and I'm not going to stop doing them, and I think players should do the raids, and they should have fun, and they should try them, and they should do the content that's there because it's so good. But it's also tough in those situations as well, because I think people just get to the point where they're like, what does it even matter? <laughs> Like, I don't even, I've done these mm. same three raids a thousand times. Sure. I've done these same things a million times. Like, I could keep teaching people, but are we even going to get a new raid? I guess I could just do strike groups, but that's just easier just to like, I'll just do an LFG or just like pop in or, you know, whatever. So I, I it's tough because personally, I'm with you boots in that I do just, I don't want them to say they'll never do it because I would like to get more eventually. But I do mm -hmm. think that they have, this is a point where they have to decide if this is going to be part of their content lineup and then whatever the plan is, whether that's we come out with a new raid every other year or something, I think they need to let people know because at this point, I think they're just damaging the endgame community by having it be this big amorphous thing where people don't know if they have momentum leading them into what might be next. They don't know if it's worth the hours to keep mm. running these things and training people and 
I think the strikes are a huge step in giving us something, but I do think they still need something else when it comes to instance PvE content in the game. Yeah, strikes are just... Uh, strikes are, in my opinion, like, I... If you go and play WoW, or you go and play Final Fantasy fourteen, and we're going to talk about one thing very, very quickly after this, because there's a video that someone linked me that's very important, and, and it can launch the future podcast episode, which I want to do as well. But, like, if, if you think about the WoW community, and when I went back to play WoW for a while, there was this point where I really wanted to get back into raiding, right? And there is a raid community in Guild Wars 2, albeit it's very small, and it's a very tiny percent of the population. Um, and it's sold mostly on Twitch, and that's why people get excited about it, but a majority of those people probably don't play it. Um, is that there is this real energy and focus on there's this expansion coming out, there's a raid. There's an there's next thing coming out, there's a raid. The new gear, the new stuff. The, I'm not saying Guild Wars 2 has to do that, but it's a really part important part of that end game process, which I think is what Rook is alluding to. And, well, not alluding to, but is saying, sorry. And that it's it's just so important especially in mrpgs and strikes i agree like absolutely that makes so much i didn't really think about it that like you said but when you said it it's so true they really don't hit the mark for a lot of people like they did it unless they were more consistent with them unless they were coming out like every couple of months like two months every two months or so like bang new one cm mode new bang new one then there's a CM mode for something else so there was that consistency so you could see people going for like world first in this all that kind of stuff but you're talking about i mean you you can't you come and take the world first for wow you know the excitement and energy that comes into the community around that kind of thing so what i would like to see is something just to round this off as well in 2023 for guild wars 2 is to have more of that energy that comes in and that comes from advertising their website showing off the game it comes up in so many forms and showing off you know what they can do in the game and really kind of pulling those parts out more and just showing the world more about like the good stuff in the game like fornax says like don't hide your game behind these these walls and and just kind of show it and strikes can be that thing like have those world first have people commenting have streams talking yeah. about the things and and they can do that and hopefully they do um so yeah so okay strikes and raids um for the longest time strikes <laughs> were a lot easier than raids okay. um the hard hard cm mode some of the strike missions now are comparable to the raid difficulty though and the difference between raids and strikes is mostly that strikes are very bite-sized and raids have the storyline attached to them. They're long, they're, they're, they're fun in that way because it's like a very long, hard dungeon. Yeah. And, and yes, and I, there is a community in the game that loves raids because it is that thing and that that's something that strikes would never fill because mm -hmm. they are so bite-sized. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I think my opinion is just they should design more raids. <laughs> and because oh, right, I think they friend. should design more raids, <laughs> and because that. they should design more raids, they shouldn't announce that they're going to stop making raids. I <laughs> and I don't know when the next raid's going to come, but I mean, hopefully it's not in too long. <laughs> that's that's my whole thing. I think we definitely um, agree with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No I, I, I think that if they ever want to be up there with the big boys and girls, they want to compete with World of Warcraft. They want to compete with Final Fantasy. They have to give raids. They have to make raids. It is 
it, it doesn't matter that it's not part of their their company ethos to do these things there is an actual reality in the MMO community that this is a this is an expectation of your customer base this is not you can have all the flowery ideas and wonderful innovations that you want but yeah. it, it, here's, here's the bottom line if you do not create raid content that is compelling that has scaling variable difficulty so that all the community community can enjoy it and the hardcore raiders can go you know testicles mm. out on on twitch then that's not a swear word <laughs> does testicles count as a swear word debra i think we're pushing no. some boundaries no, that's not i'm laughing i'm just i'm just like i just have this image like all of yeah, a sudden so <laughs> Just like, thank you hair on fire on twitch so that people can Sorry, like get about? behind How it does, what does that even feel right. like so, so, so that, so that... <laughs> you tell me i i i mean i have some on the on the shelf you know testicles in a jar but i've never owned any myself oh dear anyway <laughs> what were we talking about <laughs> um no so I think that they definitely need raids. Let's just draw, draw this back in. Oh, they need, they need great raids. addition to the podcast. <laughs> great stuff. Thank you. I know Thank what you're you. saying. I think, I think the, the point really that I hooked into there is that if you're going to do it, do it this way and you have to do it this way because otherwise it's not, not going to appeal to people. I, don't, I still don't think they're there with that. I think they, they're, they're implementing their systems, but um, they, well, they've still strikes, got a way to go with that. Strikes appeal to also a large amount of people that that like the bite-sized content right is, like they like okay. being able to get in get out don't have to devote i mean if you're doing it properly it would be less than an hour but if but if you're if you're if you're trying to like progress these things you know two I'd three four hours stats. of your night for for these uh for, for raids so I like i'd love to see stats for how many people i don't think do they this. should get rid of strikes i'm not i'm not promoting that because yeah. i think you can have a diverse but if you want to be in the big leagues if you want mmo endgame raiders to come into the game and revitalize it and bring their audience with them like like method and the and those endgame raiding guilds then you have to give them a challenge you have to give them the, so they're mm. content creators so they need regular content so they need regular installments of raid they need something that they can rely on so in june this is coming out and in, in april and and they can build their their brand around it and if you want to be if you want to tap into that then you have to it's a supply and demand it's supply and demand and if you're not supplying raiding then you have you have just cut your you, you've kneecapped yourself. You have you've literally disadvantaged yourself. And they make fantastic raids. They do. They, they really make do. fantastic raids. Gonna, and I don't know why they stopped. And we can def definitely talk about that in the future. I'm going to kind of round off the show now because we've got we've got people who need need to go. And I want to respect everyone's time as well. Thank you, Fonax, for that. That's very important. You're passionate about the things you're talking about, and I appreciate it. There is this the CES, which is I don't know I can't remember what C what CES stands for CES twenty twenty three but like there's this someone basically started talking about it in chat and really just linked it to me and it's actually a really really important thing and it, I think it's a good thing to end on because realistically we've got Living World and then we've got an expansion coming up right. And if you think about Guild Wars 2 and Arena Net, the, one of the things that they've been doing recently is really coordinating events with I'm big sure parts, with big things that are happening in the game, i.e. 10th anniversary of Guild Wars 2, Steam. Living World seasons and whatever we're going into right now, but also expansion 
and what does what's that going to be paired with and for some reason in my head and i've still got it and i think maybe we all have and, and i want to stop on this image specifically which is very interesting to me thinking about controller access and also console and where mmorpgs are going if we think about where mmorpgs already are for some games we can always think about you know good lord there's so many on console right now and all of just kind of went out of my head but eso and final fantasy 14 you think about world of warcraft and their new accessibility options with controller and now how the setup can change as well in the in the options which i've done some research on as well and, and for got... anybody who like me did not know what this means ces is consumer electronics show thank you that's <laughs> it that's it exactly so Dell were there, Alienware, like showing off like their controllers and stuff and how they can be adapted into different games and programs and whatnot. It really does make me think about, and it does, this is not necessarily talking about console, but it does think about access for people who just play on controller and go from like console to PC and like oh, getting those Twilight people into thing. these games. <laughs> yeah, they've got, the, they've got the Twilight and everything. But the controller very much looks like a ps4 controller like ps5 controller whatever and how you know just thinking about how we could see that as being something that happens in the future and you know just even thinking about that and the idea and the excitement behind like you know guild wars 2 guild wars 3 or whatever and like expansion and that being kind of packed in with the expansion just like do you know what i mean like these ideas of the future and what guild wars 2 could possibly oh, be bringing you know that was huge on the on the display i missed that. they were showing a, a button that yes. brought up a mount a mount wheel the wheel that's exactly like the so the mount wheel that we want in our game yes yeah. i mean that's a huge oh. influence for me as that's like it, it's basically here so like it's just yeah. <laughs> it's well like... the big thing being here that at this uh, consumer electronics show that happened last year end of last year i don't know it? this is 2023 this is happening right now this oh is right, now. right now so, yeah like oh, three days saying, ago <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah okay, okay. So like Deborah was saying, um, th at this show, they showcased these these big hitters, showcased uh, a variety of games with this controller that they were yeah. using. And one of the games that's in this footage is Guild Wars 2. Thank so adaptability <laughs> here with the Xbox, uh, mm -hmm. with the or with the Xbox controller. Is that what it, they were using on it? I'm not sure. It's the Dell, um, it's a Dell controller. made controller oh, Dell. specifically. Yeah. So it's like Alienware okay. logo. Probably on it compatible with Steam Deck. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I play Guild Wars 2 on the Steam Deck. Oh, nice. So the idea here being that perhaps they are looking to adapt the game more with more awareness, right? Whether Guild Wars 2 was aware of this or not, although it seems like it if there was it a mount been. wheel on yeah. display in this, like there may be some adaptation specifically coming for controller, whether that takes it to consoles, who knows, but um definitely making it accessible with like steam controller uh steam deck it looks like even more of these like pc compatible controllers that are coming out and yeah. having some sort of schematic that would work for that immediately and there's all the nvidia stuff and there's you know you can play xbox and game pass through tvs like and you can play on xbox through tvs now like stream games and like how that works with controllers and i'm just thinking you know if if really that good or server games like a something like that it would just be like that would be another way that you can interact with guild or and completely bypass console 
absolutely because in google if you think about stadia which obviously just failed massively unfortunately google um elder scrolls online was on that so really, you know the destiny 2 was on that as well and some other uh, live service games and i had to use controllers and that was the stadia control i've still got that somewhere although you, everyone got refunded which was like mega hype um <laughs> never played it uh, well once to just show it off but yeah it's just exciting and, and I, the reason why i wanted to end on this was just the hope of the future and what you know future tech and everything else that's coming to guild wars 2 and how they're thinking about the f they really are thinking about the future in 2023 and you know way beyond that um and it's exciting to think about what mm. is to come for the game and i think on that note and just yeah the wheel like the mount wheel and stuff if you're not watching the video like i will i'll definitely not link that video in the chat i just won't um just just go and watch the vod um and you can google it as well the titles on there and everything else i'll try and put it in the description we'll see maybe in the comments um it's just exciting it's good to see yeah so this could be a rare awesome. instance where having like a big umbrella company above you actually opens more doors for quite yes. a small company like arena net whereby Absolutely. they could that 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 the the, the the overseers as it were could could initiate deals with these larger larger manufacturers like xbox and playstation and get them onto the console and get them and get the game in front of literally millions and millions of players that would be wonderful that's kind of the dream yeah. because it's such Plus. such a great game oh no sorry i'm sorry i got excited and i, I was like yes I, I agree i agree because yeah if they can bring it to those platforms it's such a perfect time for it right that this is the start of a new story arc we've had so many things the story in the past has been completed it's a new day and we have this new expansion on the horizon i mean whether or not it hits consoles seeing it be brought to more players i totally am in consensus with you fornax i agree it would be so good to see ncsoft use its power for good <laughs> That's actually hilarious. Um, that was Kai and Joe uh, Jectress as well who we were talking about that video. So thank you very much. Reading Geek did uh, link that to me as well. So thank you very much. People, we're going to end the show there. Thank you so much for watching Librarian's first podcast of 2023. We will be back next week with some content i don't it, it, normally it's the day before i come up with the content because i just don't have time um and if we come up with stuff and you have any ideas of what you would like us to talk about in future you want another q a session maybe you yeah want, q a session want, <laughs> if, if, yeah we have to get questions um like it's okay we, we'll, we'll try and do that or a live session when can, that can occurs we have as a well. law video can we have a law one i like law i like law yeah. i'd like a body, please yes we can law do that law. like we can we can talk about that as well like podcasters put your suggestions in and we'll, we can do that as well if you want to just talk about a story specifically and our thoughts and feelings about that or playthroughs we can do that as well if you want us to talk about a different about varying maps dungeon content raid you want to see us all get together and do something like that on stream all possible um i'm up for anything uh, i think we're the only guild wars 2 podcast that's ever really done gameplay during a podcast so that's been pretty cool to they all people love those shows for some reason i like, almost like, talk in those ones you almost see you're very focused on doing the right rotation and everything <laughs> you're like thinking about your build and like you're into it it's okay i respect it fully um yeah teach me law yes we could do some law teaching episode i could ask questions and be like yeah i actually would love that um Otherwise, uh, I don't think we did an intro, actually. <laughs> no, okay. we'll, maybe we'll just do outros. Um, Boots, what do you do? Where do you do it? And what time can people check you out if you do do them live? I am Boots. You could find me on YouTube at World of Enders. 
Uh, and I make videos, mostly about Guild Wars 2. Excellent. Go and check them out. Their stuff will be in the description. It is awesome to see you again, my friend. It's been a bit of time. Welcome back. Thanks. And we'll see you hopefully next week as well. Rookery, tell us what you do, where you do it. And if you do it live one time every day and all things time zones. Yay. Hello, I'm Rookery, aka Rook. Uh, you can find me over on my channel, twitch.tv, Rookery, that's spelled R-O-O-K-U-R-I. I'm usually live over there two to three days a week, and then I'm on the Lightbringers podcast on Fridays here with you fine folks. And then on Saturdays, I co-host Aetherite Radio over on twitch.tv, Gamer Escape. Uh, you can also find me, though, on YouTube at Rookery, um, Twitter at Rookery underscore Instagram, just at Rookery. Uh, that's everywhere that you can find me pretty much right now on the Internet. I'm looking forward to this year and creating a bunch of content. And I've started things off this year with a little bit of variety, which has mm. been a lot of fun um, to kind of do something just a little bit different. But uh, there's a lot coming up for the MMOs that we play, mostly Guild Wars 2 and Final Fantasy 14. And I'm really looking forward to everything this year has to bring for them and getting to share it all with you. Yay. Awesome. Thank you so much. And welcome back as well. Happy New Year. Yes, we watched a little bit of Dragon Age Inquisition while I was in my meeting this morning, uh, which I was definitely paying attention to. Um, <laughs> like the meeting, I was actually watching the stream. Um, we've we've a, some toast. It was great. Um, thank you very much for being here as well. And last but certainly not least, Fornax or the Crichton Herald, as you may know them as well by. Tell us what you do, where you do it, and if you're doing it live, what time are you doing that as well? I'm still working up to that. Um, so I'm Fornax yeah. and the Crichton Herald. You can find me on YouTube at the Crichton Herald and here on Twitch. I do have a channel, which is um, a wasteland at the moment, but that's the Crichton Herald as well. Um, and I'm making content for Guild Wars 2 and thinking about what I'm going to do in the new year, this year, with... Maybe I'm just going to have to do some Final Fantasy fourteen content and I'm probably going to um, do a full playthrough on on the, on, on Twitch. I'm gonna, it's oh, going nice. to have to be done, I think. Okay, yeah. well, like the... Yeah. Awesome, that sounds fun. Good. Yeah, do so that, that, that's going to be fun. And I, I might even do it with um, a family member. So, yeah, that would be that would be interesting. Okay, but yeah, please check out my latest uh, speculation video, see if what I get right and wrong. Um, about what's coming up this year and where the story's going and which maps we're going to visit. And that's me. And thank you for having me on the podcast. You're very I really welcome. appreciate it. Oh, yeah. No, of and course. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Yes. Happy 2023, happy people. Happy Enjoy the Lunar New Year as well. I hope you enjoyed Christmas event Guild Wars 2. We'll be back with tons more podcast content in the year of 2023, which is the year of Guild Wars 2 again. <laughs> Thanks so much for watching. Don't forget to check out all my stuff. Uh, Anchor.fm slash Uni, I think it is. I can't remember. Um, just come to the Twitch channel. You can get access to everything there. Twitch.tv slash Uni. You can also check me out on Twitter. JebroUnity. The unit is the name of the old guild I used to be in. But if you want to join the Lightbringers Guild as well, there is a link in the description below where you can just join a bunch of different people who hang out at various times. We don't have a lot going on right now, but we have just a chill community, which is very welcome as well as inclusive for different people in the community who might not feel self and welcome wherever they go so if you want to come join us there you're very welcome to do so not sure why that uh, just stopped playing that's weird um <laughs> like just really like dramatic song and then all of a sudden just and just died um do all the things follow support appreciate it very much indeed you take care reach out to those who you haven't seen maybe for a little bit of time and i just realized that i took my mouse out of that computer I actually need to put it back into the other computer so I can transition the scene.
and the other mouse on my other computer just died, which is great. So you're going to have to bear with me for a second because these intros and outros are never awkward at all. Uh, thank you so much. This is a well-oiled machine. <laughs> wow, well Boots, you didn't even yeah. have to sidetrack <laughs> this outro. <laughs> my mouse it was just already died. off the rails. My mouse just died on the other PC, so I had to How stop bad it. would it be if I bow out right now? No, it would oh. be fine because I'm not on that screen anymore. Thank you so much for watching. Okay. Take care. Go and check out the episode on Spotify as well if you do want to listen while you're in your car and your drive to work, home, or whatever. See you soon. Bye-bye.